This week in Nintendo Main, we're going to follow our rainbow. Me and Sonic are going to asymmetric. And I count down the top 400 worst Sonic sidekicks. Nintendo Main, episode 82, and we are your hosts. I'm Trey. You got to keep the dream alive. Johnson. I'm Jeremy Flicky Mikowski. <laughs> and I'm John Spindash Knitter. <laughs> and we have John on again, friend of the show, to come back to talk about Sonic, Nintendo's hey, everybody. new best Seems friend. Seems appropriate, because, uh, you know, he's he's this, he's our Sega guy at this point. Well, yeah, you did, uh, you did buy the Sega instead of the Super Nintendo. I did. I had about $150 when I was in fifth grade, and... I was like, ah, oh, Super Nintendo Genesis, Super Nintendo Genesis. And all my friends had the Super Nintendo, so I thought, logically, I should get the Genesis, and then we should get all trade. Oh, sure, yeah. And, uh, well, uh, I ended up kind of regretting that decision. I don't know. I was a Nintendo fanboy at heart, and I felt like I betrayed my heritage or something. And uh, But in the end, I got to get a Genesis, and a Genesis is pretty good. I got to learn about sonic through that sure genesis does have its good games i mean i'm not talking against it i was gonna say the funny story about me and the genesis when i was a kid i felt that nintendo was portraying me when they were making a new system so i didn't so i was like i felt the super nintendo was a betrayal to myself because i thought that we would just play the nes forever you know because i was young and (laughs) i didn't and i didn't understand this whole system thing because it didn't exist before that so I was pissed that the Super Nintendo came out, and I was like, oh, you want me to buy this other system to play these new games? So I was like, fuck that yeah. system. Get the Sega. So like, I convinced a friend of mine to get the Sega. I was like, you should get the Sega, because fuck that. And then like my, my cousin was like, you know, convinced me. He's like, dude, you got to get Super Nintendo. Like, look at Nintendo Power. Like, all these covers, it's all Super Nintendo stuff. You got you to gotta get that. That's a new thing. So then I got it, and my friend that I convinced to get the Sega, he played the Super Nintendo and realized it was better. And I think that he, like, always secretly hated me after that for telling him to get the Genesis. But at the same time, we got to share games and play both systems, so I enjoyed that. You know, I would bring my Super Nintendo to his house, or he'd bring a Sega to my house, and we'd play both of them. You know, we'd play them back and forth, you know? And it's weird because, like... At that age, I never, like, thought of the idea of owning both systems. Like, that was completely, like, you know, that was so foreign to me. I never thought of the idea of, like, why don't I just buy both of them and I'll just play the games that I like, you know? I didn't start doing that until PlayStation 2, you know? It was when I was like, I'll just buy a PS2 and I'll play the games I want to play on that. You know, the the whole idea of having two systems was just, like, not something you thought of in the 90s, you know, I guess. It wasn't a thing. Like friends of mine, you kind of had the feeling like, yeah. like the guy at the store was going to be like, pick your side, and you had to yeah. choose Genesis or Super Nintendo, and there yeah. was no going back. It's like you can't have both. Well, I, mean, I guess like you know, I didn't have a whole lot of money for games, and you know, I mean, you know, like being a kid, I kind of miss like where you only have like one game, so you just play that and you yeah. get good at it. You know, that's what I talked about in the uh, in the Sonic like YouTube stuff that I did. Is I kind of miss that where you just have one game that you can maybe beat in an, in an hour if you're really good at it, but it'll take you like months to get to that point. And I kind of miss I kind of miss that dedication of games. You know, like like me with like with Maximum Carnage. Like I played the shit out of that fucking game. 
and you can beat the game in an hour, but you you got to play it for a while and find like all the secret levels and all the extra lives and and all the like secondary helpers that you get that can help you fight the bad guys and all that. You really got to study the fuck out of that game in order to get through it. And even after you do that, the ending is still like hard to do. So I, I kind of miss those games, and I and I kind of miss when games were less accessible. You know, where you only had like one or two. And that was, like, all you played, you know, and you try to, like, get good at those games. I kind of miss those days because everything's a lot cheaper. You know, we're adults now. We make more money. So right, it's right. easier to get games. And now we kind of fall into this hole where it's like, now we can buy all these games. We don't have enough time to play all of them. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. I kind of miss the That's days easy. where I could just dedicate to, like, one game and just, like, try to figure it out and play it all the way through and all that. Yeah, throughout the course of my having Genesis as a kid, I got it in, like, 1993. So I got it late in the cycle. Sure. And then by 96, the N64 was out. That, in addition to me being a kid and not having much money, in the end, I only got nine games on the Genesis. Sure. And I was like, well, that's a pretty small collection overall. It's definitely my smallest collection of all the systems that I've owned. But I have a lot of affection for each of those games, even if they were kind of bad, some of them. Sure. But uh, it's like, those are my nine Genesis games. And uh, yeah, they were mine. Yeah. <laughs> well, you probably rented games and borrowed games and... You played, sure, sure. you played more than nine games, I'm sure. Oh, I definitely yeah. played more than nine games at the time. That was actually like in the prime of my renting years because I was just yeah. old enough to go to the store myself and get whatever game I wanted. Did to you? Play. Were you able to use your report card to rent games? I remember being able to do that at the video no. store. Yeah, you no. could use like A's to get. Uh, I think you got two rentals for an A and one rental for a oh. B. Really, at a Blockbuster? It was at Family Video. Oh wow! I didn't have any of those. Yeah, we had a the rental place that I went to was uh, Village Video. Is what it was called, and uh, it was like small town. But yeah, no, I never got any. Uh, I mean, sometimes I got money for A's. Like my parents would pay me money, and I would use that to rent games. But yeah, I rented, I rented everything. Like I rented a lot of shit, a lot of NES stuff, and a lot of Super Nintendo stuff. That was definitely a weekend thing. Like on Friday, you'd try to like convince your parents to let you rent a game, and then you just play the shit out of it all weekend. Oh sure. Well, I remember I would like, well, because I remember like my my friend Daniel, he was the one who had the Genesis, and I remember both of us like renting games to like figure out which one would be the one to ask for for christmas you know i remember that being a whole thing with him trying to figure out like well should i ask for this one or that one like which one's longer like which one has the more has more to it like that was a big thing like when you only got like a couple games or like you only got one game per holiday or whatever we would get into like what's uh and i mentioned that before i did that with chrono trigger versus super mario rpg where i could like only got one for my birthday and i went with super mario rpg which i don't know why i did because I think I thought it was longer than Chrono Trigger, but I didn't realize Chrono Trigger had 12 endings. So I probably could have got more out of it. <laughs> but, but yeah, same sort of thing. When I was a kid, it was like, I don't want to ask for a game that I'm just going to beat really quickly. Like, I need something that I can, like, play for a while. I need something that has some meat to it, you know? So I remember, like, that being, like, a big discussion, like, between me and him, like, in, in high school, being like, what's... You know, we'd, like, rent different games to try to figure out which one would be the one to ask for, like, for Christmas or your birthday or whatever. Like, which one's going to be the one that will last the longest... That was a whole thing. That was something you did when you were a kid. You know, we could only we only got you can only afford like one game at a time. You had to analyze it and figure out what's the you know which one's worth getting because you don't want to get one that you can beat in no time. You know, and games cost the same back then that they cost now. That's kind of mind blowing. I mean, I guess fifty bucks versus sixty, whatever. Oh yeah. Like, well, back then there wasn't like a wasn't there wasn't like a designated price right for games. Yeah, that's true. But they were yeah. usually somewhere around fifty bucks for a new. 
cartridge. Yeah. And that's a lot of money, especially back in the ni- like the early 90s. Oh, like, sure. Yeah. No, I remember adjusted like... Adjusted for inflation, right, right. it's got to be like 80 or 90 bucks now. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, that was a lot. Well, especially like, you know, when I was in high school and I didn't, you know, I only had so much money. It was it was a lot. Like when, when you're like, when I only had, when I didn't have an actual job, you know, when actually younger, when I was like junior high, like grade school and I didn't have a job and I wanted to buy stuff, it was like... I remember like it was a big because I bought my Super Nintendo with my paper route money. Like I had a paper route when I was when I was younger. I remember that being a big deal, like having enough money to buy a Super Nintendo. I thought that was pretty rad. I that was, my first job that I ever had was at a pharmacy. And my my first paycheck, I think it was like eighty dollars or something. I thought this is amazing. You just like go show up at a place for a couple hours and then you can go get a video game right afterward. And I was like, oh yeah, oh. That banjo kazooie. I'll go get that right now. And, oh, you know, nice. But uh, yeah, it was a different perspective back then because it was like I can't. I, I was like, man, if I could like get a real job, you know, like my, my parents, my parents could just buy you know a thousand video games a week with whatever money they make, you know. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you don't as a kid taking the thought, you know, all the rent and uh, bills, everything and else that has to be paid. But yeah, to me it was yeah, eighty bucks. That means a video game. Yeah. No, I mean when I when I was in high school and I started like working at Subway and all that and I had like a part time job, I was like it was a similar thing. Like I like went straight to Kmart and bought like Duke Nukem sixty four and I was like, This is awesome. I can just go buy games now because 'cause I'm making money at this place, <laughs> you know. It was probably like a hundred bucks a week, but I was like, I could buy like a fifty dollar game and then I got fifty extra bucks to like spend on candy or something because I don't gotta pay for bills or whatever, you know. So I thought that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, nice. I can just impromptu. I was like, all right, I got a check. I'm going to go cash it. Actually, that Duke Nukem story, I remember doing that. There was a cash, uh, there was a check cashing place right next to Kmart. And I went over there and I cashed it like for cash and went to Kmart and bought Duke Nukem 64 for like 50 bucks. And I was like, this is awesome. And I think I spent like half my paycheck, but I thought it was cool because I was like, I can buy a game like with my paycheck for the week. This is rad. So I didn't have to pay for anything really other than gas at the time. I think even as a kid, I was smart about, I always tried to buy used games at the pawn shop. For like 10 bucks or whatever and i did my best to like buy all the used games or like try to convince my parents to let me buy like games from the rental stores uh you know when they got cheap when they'd have multiple copies at first and then they would not be as popular so they would get rid of some of the copies oh sure yeah so, I, so we acquired like we managed to acquire a lot of games like even before i had a job i remember i just i guess i was just lucky like that because we were doing all the secondhand games but uh well your parents were pretty smart about it though right like weren't they looking for that for like oh, the yeah. used stuff well, and they the cheaper the games too so they were yeah. actively pursuing them too yeah because like yeah, it was kind of like for me it was like my whole thing about games was my own i don't think my family really cared much about it until the wii came around you know it was it like was it was a weird thing it was definitely a family love for nintendo for a good chunk of my childhood up until like high school and everybody kind of went their own ways sure we had a little bit of that when we first got our nintendo for it was like christmas of 88 Michael got us the uh, the power pad set and it was like for a while every Friday night that was like Nintendo night so we could hook up the power pad and there was the world class track meet game that was one that we played a lot and actually we had our Nintendo in our basement which had low hanging ceilings my dad is tall like me he's he's like six foot five yeah and uh, so we were doing the world class track meet and on the hurdles and it's a legendary story in my family the time that dad jumped over hurdle and put his head through the ceiling so, <laughs> what that's crazy yeah he put it he put it through the he ceiling? put his head through the ceiling <laughs> he didn't like knock himself out or anything or did he get like stuck no, up there no no because we had like uh it was like a foam core ceiling like not a concrete or anything like that but he jumped and he put his head through the ceiling and that hole in the ceiling 
stayed for over 10 years. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. So you just like, just, you look up at that and you're like, man. Story, yeah. <laughs> there's a the hole where dad put his head through the like, ceiling. Remember when dad put his head through the ceiling? You can so see it right there. Whenever I saw <laughs> a hole in the ceiling, I thought of good times playing Nintendo with the family. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I mean, nobody put their head through a ceiling, in my experience, for <laughs> for, for a Nintendo time. But I mean, my I, the NES was like a thing that I remember. My dad bought that like that was a Christmas that I remembered. He he bought it, but I remember renting it. Like I used to rent systems. Like I remember renting. I rented the NES with my mom, and we played Goonies too. Like before I had the NES, and same thing with the Super Nintendo. We rented a Super Nintendo. I rented a sixty-four as well before I got one of those. I rented sixty-four with Super Mario sixty-four, and I remember we rented the Super Nintendo with Final Fight. Like that was the thing. You remember renting systems? Like that was crazy. Wait, I never rented a system. I think it because there was like a deposit. Either you had to use a credit card or you had to put down a deposit. And my parents didn't want to do either of those things. Yeah, no, there was. I think there was like a hundred dollar right. deposit or something like that in case you didn't take it back because it was was a pretty big deal at the time so but my parents point, were like, like halfway to buying the system so yeah well i think that was the way my parents were and they were like well if you want to do that pay for it yourself yeah. which i couldn't I, you had to be 18 now. oh sure i think my mom just wanted she's like uh you should try out everything you know she was like you should try out everything before you get it so she's like why don't we why don't we try out this super nintendo thing and i rented it with final fight <laughs> and i played that but goonies 2 for nes is just a hilarious memory to myself that was the first game I played on NES. Fucking Goonies too. What a weird ass game. <laughs> of all things. Yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, we've uh, there's just a crazy opening here, reminiscing about our you know uh, old uh, system buying and all that of kids. But uh, speaking of buying, do you, do you want to talk about what games we purchased this week? I think Jeremy got <laughs> a, got a couple of Sega games there that he wants to talk about. Yeah. Right. Well, before I get to the Sega, I did get um I bought Mario Land, the first Super Mario Land on Game Boy, so I'm happy about that. Oh, you bought the cartridge? Because I want to play it on my Game Boy Light. Oh, yeah. How does it, it looks look? Beautiful. It looks beautiful on that It's very, system. It's very green, right? It has that, uh... Super green, yeah. It looks like a, an Indiglo watch or whatever they call those Timex watches. Oh, yeah. Then I did buy more Sega games. I bought Tasmania, NBA Jam, Sonic 3D Blast, and then I bought Sonic Spinball, and then I bought a, a six-pack... Uh, of games, but none of them work. The cartridge is broken. I can't get it to work. It's a no pack. But this is a. It's a no pack. <laughs> is this an actual like a- official release? Yes. Yeah, so this, I looked it up. It came out with one of the later models of the Genesis. So I don't know if it was the two or the three, but uh, it was the pack-in game, and it it's a six-pack official licensed Sega. It has Sonic the Hedgehog, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Revenge of Shinobi, Columns, and Super Hang-On. Oh, wow. See, that sounds like, I don't know, it sounds like a Raspberry Pi type thing or whatever. Yeah, that's crazy. Because I know there were a couple, I mean, there were like some Super Nintendo cartridges that were released with two games on them, but like two was the most. Like even like Game Boy Advance did that, where you could get like the Castlevania. There was like, a, I have a Castlevania one that has like two Castlevanias on it. But yeah, I'm jealous of that game that you have. Yeah, my roommate, one of my roommates left it. It was just, uh, I didn't even ask for it. He just left it here. I mean, I'll, I'll probably buy it eventually. Yeah, it is. It's worth 50 or 60 bucks, I think, probably. Well, I had the, uh, I mean, I had the Super Nintendo. I had the Super Mario World plus Super Mario All-Stars cartridge, too, oh, yeah. at one point, which I gave it away. So, unfortunately, it was a gift, but it was a gift for somebody. See, there you go. That's five games. Yeah, but that was that was, that one's rare, too. Like, the but one that really has Mar- that has All-Stars plus Mario World. There I were mean, the Nintendo games that had three, because there was the Mario, well, that's five. And, I think, yeah. Track and Field. Yeah, well, that's, that's the one that I had, World Class Track Meet. Yeah, yes. but World Class Track Meet. But yep. six still yeah, seems like... Came with the power pad. 
Six seems so, so. Six still seems like completely out there, though. Like like three, five, maybe, but six, man, that's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> could, could get action fifty two. Now that's a deal. Well, that's a lot. But have you seen? Uh, so apparently there was a new. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this or not, but there's like a new Genesis system out now. Have yeah, you seen that games? It has like thirty. It has like thirty games on it, and like six of them are shitty. Actually, I think most of them are shitty. It's gotten really bad reviews from what I've seen. But uh, is it the one that only has AV hookups? It's not HDMI. It's whatever the newest like uh, Sega Genesis Mini is. It was made by the same guys who made the Atari Mini thing, and like I think like ten of the games are just made up games. They're just like hacks of other games that are on there. Because I think there's like two different Genesis things that just came out. There's one that was like HDMI out and one that's not. Well, I mean, I think this one has HDMI out, but it still looks like shit. It just has not been reviewed well. It's getting ripped apart, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's. uh, I guess it's like some Sega Genesis games, but there's some Game Gear games on there. And there's also some games that are just hacks, pretty much, of other games, of older games. like random made-up games. There's one... I think it's called Yawning Triceratops. <laughs> Probably. But, uh, yeah. yeah, no, it, it did not. I, I read the IGN review, and they did not give it a good score. It's Yawning the, Triceratops, what? Sorry. Yeah. It's called the... <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, that's it. Yawning Triceratops. It's be the, better if it was Yawning Triceratops. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Yeah, the, the Sega Genesis Classic Game Console has 80 built-in games, is what it says. Uh, there's, like, yeah. But it's, apparently, it's crap. It's by the same guys, kind of, same guys who made the Atari Flashback Seven. And the quality of okay. it to me is written right on the system because you know you'd buy a, a Genesis Flashback console to have some facsimile of the system that you had as a kid, right? Yeah, it should look exactly like that. But on this particular system that these guys put out, they thought it would be okay to put their company's logo on the Genesis. So it says at games on it, yeah. right on top of the system. So who are you trying to appeal yeah, it to? Does. <laughs> and it does not look like any of the Genesis that came out, or no. the Genesis. No, it does not look like the first one, or the second one, or the third one. And it has these weird wireless controllers that don't look quite like the regular Genesis ones either. But it has Mortal Kombat 1, 2, and 3 on it, so hey, there you go. You got that. <laughs> you got that to look forward to. Hmm. Could you imagine if Sega had just a little bit more quality control over this, and if they put out something as appealing as the NES Classic, but the Genesis? Yeah, yeah. it could have been could have been huge. Well, I mean, I really, does, yeah, yeah. It's just none this of them had... look like my. It looks like my Genesis. Well, you no, you have the you have the first one because it even has the big sixteen bit on top of it. But... No, but you have the original one with the volume control on the front, right? Yeah, and it's awesome. It's got a headphone jack. and Yeah, no, so it cool. doesn't. The one that I'm looking at doesn't look like that. Here, this is the one that I'm looking at. Oh, okay. It I must be look looking like at an older at one. It says it's HDMI, though. Well, this is a... This, Conan sent me this picture because he found a bunch of these at a, at a Walmart, and he's like, uh, hey, uh, I guess the other guys can have a ton of systems. And I'm like, well, they're shitty. But yeah, he sent me a picture of a, of that and the Atari and the Atari 7 there. Because there's a ton of those all over the place, but apparently they suck. Because <laughs> I watched an unboxing video on IGN, and they gave a review of it, and I think they gave it like a 5 out of 10 or something like that. But so, yeah. See, so the only one who's done the console thing right is Nintendo. It's kind of funny because everyone... yeah. Like, why are they just now jumping into it? But yeah. they did, and they did it a good job with it. Well, I just I just worked at the, one of the bars that I worked at. I just bartended tonight, and I brought the NES Classic out there just to see if anybody wanted to play it. I did the uh, I have like the eight bit do wireless hookups, and we were playing with uh, Wii U Pro controllers. And like, there are some regulars that came in earlier, and they just loved the shit out of it. They played like Mario Three, Mario Two. 
did some like balloon fight and uh, I forget what else. But yeah, no, they played Punch Out as well. Yeah, no, there wasn't any Tech Mobile. I wanted somebody to play Tech Mobile. But like people were really excited that that I had it, you know. But it's cool. Like it's a great thing to put up at a bar because like it has that attract mode where it'll just like randomly play through games. So it's always like doing stuff in the background and people just look at it and they're like, oh yeah, I remember that. You know, that's cool. And they're all smiling about it. It's a shame that, you know, that it wasn't, they didn't make more of them. And it wasn't as easy to get. But I was talking, I was like, man, I you know, I hope that I can get the Super Nintendo one, so I'll bring that one out too, you know, and we can play some Street Fighter and all that. But I'm still like super nervous about that SNES classic. <laughs> even though yeah. they even though they swear they're gonna have more, I'm still afraid I'm not gonna get one. And it's going on pre sale sometime this month. We've got three weeks left of the month. Yeah, we mentioned that and I think we mentioned that last week that they said yeah. that it was gonna be out. But speaking of which, uh, actually, let's. Uh, I forgot to say, there are a couple games that I bought this week because of our topic. I got Sonic Heroes and Sonic Adventure Battle 2 to play on the YouTube channel. So you guys should look forward to that. The Back in the glory days of Nintendo GameCube, which was like, hey, uh, you know, me being a person that has Super Nintendo never really got to play Sega that much. GameCube was the promised land for that. It was like, all right, we got the GameCube. We got fucking, we got Skies of Arcadia. It's a Sega game. You can play that. Sonic Mega Collection, Sonic Gems Collection, got Sonic Venture 1 and 2, Sonic Heroes. It was cool. And oh, yeah, and Fantasy Star Online 1, 2, and 3, all on GameCube. Crazy Taxi came to... Crazy Taxi did too, yeah. Crazy Taxi was like a launch game, I think. Yeah. For the GameCube. Pretty much all the good stuff from Dreamcast, minus like Power Stone. Oh, well, well, Soul Calibur 2, there was Soul Calibur 2 with Link in it. That was a huge game. That one sold really well. But yeah, the GameCube, I mean, people talk shit on the GameCube, but GameCube is one of my favorite systems. I love the shit out of that system. There's so many good games on it. There's a lot of people trying to collect the GameCube, too. Now, all of a sudden, well, now the game, yeah, like retrospective love for it. But you're kind of like, aren't you guys kind of like, where were you back then? Hmm. No, no, you're right. Like, uh, I've noticed that a lot of used places, used game places you go to, the GameCube section is always the smallest because those are the ones that everybody's after right now. And GameCubes have gone up. Like, if you look at them on uh, eBay, like, I, I got one for 40 for my niece, like, for Christmas to take to college with her. But, you know, some of them can be more, you know, because a lot of people are into that now. Because a lot of people grew up playing GameCube, so it's coming back around. But I thought it was a great system, and I love the shit out of the games. And I love that they ported all these Sega games to it, so I was pretty excited about it. I, I got to, I bought Sonic Adventure 2 Battle when it came out, and I sold it, and now I get to have it again. I get to play it and and roll around at the speed of sound, you know, which is what I always wanted to do. <laughs> but yeah, those were the games that I purchased. Ask me what I got today. What did you get today? Oh, just a Nintendo Switch. Oh, shit, what? you got one? Uh, I got one. I got oh, one fuck. Today. You've completely hidden those details from us. You have. You, you were all in... <laughs> the casual conversation beforehand. You I know. You I was kind of quiet. I'm like, man, I just want to, like, tell them. You know, but <laughs> save it save for the surprise for the show. Yeah, save it for when yeah, we're recording. So here we have it. Exactly. Four hours ago, I got a Nintendo Switch. Fuck, where'd you get so, one at? Well, I took your advice. Uh, Target? I got one at Target. Yeah, Target's good, time, man. I was, yeah. I was looking at, like, oh, man, how do I figure out, you know, there's got to be some way to track the stock online and whatever. So yesterday, uh, I went on a stock tracker, and they suggested a Walmart. They said they had 10, and, you know, these can, things can be kind of phony. But then I saw it went down to 9, so I'm like, okay, well, they're actually updating throughout the day. Sure. So it might be right. So I went about three hours out to uh, this Walmart that supposedly had 10 to 9 switches, got there, and they didn't have any at all. So it was wrong. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. The, um, I mean, that can happen. I had to spend like yeah. 
30 bucks to get an Uber back, so I, I wasted that money. Oh, fuck. You went a long way. Out. Yeah. 30 bucks? Damn. Uh, yeah. It went pretty far out. Well, I guess, like, um, is that there and back, or is that just there? Oh, uh, no, just one way. I, I took a bus there. And, uh, oh, okay. And then you Ubered I back for 30. Well, the, I mean, it was, yeah. all the lines were shut down. You so. are in fucking California, and I, I don't know how you live there without a car, because everything, like, well, I mean, like, L.A., like, or those areas around there, everything's incredibly spread out. It's and, really spread out. And you yeah, have to deal so, with, like, everybody, the shitty traffic, and, like, nobody knows how to drive there. Sorry for L.A. Yeah, listeners, you know, I, but that's I, my if, experience if you stay there. stay around the main areas, <laughs> it's pretty easy to get around by bus. You know, if you're, yeah. like, in Beverly Hills or something or Hollywood or downtown, you can get around by bus just like you can in Chicago or, or New York or wherever. Sure. But then when you do go to, say, a Walmart out in city of industry it's uh a long way back and i wasn't trying to do that so i got a 30 dollar uber ride home and i was bummed about having wasted the money whatever yeah that really sucks woke up this morning and i said ah, do i really want to do it do i really want to do it again i don't know maybe i'll <laughs> just wait till sunday because sunday's the day that everybody restocks right so I, I, it's hard to tell uh, i mean people restock it's, it's all days to, yeah it's hard to predict but in my my experience you know they, they put up the circulars on sunday so sometimes they save stuff for for Sunday, right? Mm. That's what I was thinking of doing. Sure. But I came across a Reddit forum, and it was for tracking how to find a switch. It, was, it wasn't even like for my area or anything. It was just a general, you know, hey, there's a switch over here in Omaha, Nebraska, or wherever. Yeah, sure. So I opened that up, and wouldn't you know it, the third comment down said there's 12 switches at a Target in North Hollywood. So it, it was from uh, like a day or two prior, so I was thinking uh, Oh, if yeah. I jump out right now and try to go get it, it's probably gone. Well, you never know. 12 so is I, quite a bit. 12 was quite a bit. and But they said there was some of both the neon Joy-Cons and the gray. And I want the gray. So I thought, well, 12 is probably half and half. So six of the one that I want. And that was two days ago. The odds are not that good. Sure. But you know, the day went on and I just I was trying to do work. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I just had it in the back of my mind. I said, okay, well, I'll go. So at 5 o'clock, I got up and I went and tried my luck. And I thought, you know, that would be just like the worst thing if I got there because it was another two hours out for me to, to go by bus. If I got out there, the worst thing would be not that they didn't have any more, but it would be worse if they had only the neon Joy-Cons. I was like, ugh, I bet that's what's going to happen. But no, I got there and there were three left and they were all the gray ones that I wanted. Uh, so I looked for a red shirt. I got one. I said, get me that switch, sir. And he said, yes, sir, right away. Oh, nice. And he got me the switch. I got uh, Zelda and I got Mario Kart. And I rushed back here and I jumped on the podcast. Oh, wow. No Splatoon too. No Splatoon. I just wanted to get Mario Kart and Zelda. I figured those would hold me for a while. Oh, sure. Well, Splatoon is really good. And uh, did you get did you get vaccine? You should get on there and get vaccine. It's only like it's it's only like eight bucks. It's not that expensive. Oh, yeah. Jump I on there and do just that. Jumped on the. <laughs> You shop for the first time about 10 minutes before the call, and yeah. I was poking around. So I have $10 on there. Maybe I should pick that up. Oh, I thought I thought you would enjoy it. It's very much a dedication to old Resident Evil stuff, and I think it's fun. I mean, I'm not very good at it, but, yeah, it's it's fun for what it is. I mean, there's a lot of really cool, like, indie, like, cheap games on there, you know, but not cheap, like, in a bad way. Like I, said, I was also looking at Overcooked. All, yeah, but, all my friends yeah, yeah, at work yeah, but over, are saying Overcooked is awesome. Yeah, Overcooked is $20, though pretty expensive a little too much well i mean i i just for me it's like i 20 is a bit much even though i was really even though i was really looking speaking of stuff that's expensive i've really been looking at the namco museum game because 
people have been like googling all over that. Like people like love the shit out of it apparently. But just, isn't it just the original games? Like what what's new about it? Well, one of the coolest things is the fact that you can play like those games in vertical mode. Like I know a lot of people talking about that. Like the games that, were, that have never really been able yeah. to play like that. You can actually put your Switch vertical and play it like with a controller, and that's a huge thing, I guess. Like an arcade, yeah. Yeah, and just like the I don't know, just like the how much polish they put to it. And how you can, like, add, like, the art from the arcade, like, in the background if you play it on your TV. And, you, and, you know, it'll have some vertical mode in the middle, but you can put all, like, the artwork on the on the outside. And you can fill up the fill up the extra area with whatever art you want, like, that type of thing. I don't know. I read an article that Jeremy Parrish wrote about it, and he was, like, totally drooling all over it. Like, he said that it's pretty awesome. Like, how they've conveyed all the games on there. And since, I guess, since the American version and the Japanese version are the same, there's some, like, crazy, like, Japanese versions of games on there that you wouldn't normally get that's pretty cool. I guess Rolling Thunder 2 is pretty awesome that's on there. And uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of like, it's 30 bucks, and I and, and the fact that Pac-Man Versus is on there, and there's a download play, the ver- like, you can basically play it as a download play thing, where, like, you that's can, cool. you know, to do the full four-player, other people with Switches can download a free version of it to where you can all play, where well, only one of you has to own the game. That seems like kind of a jump forward, I guess, because that's the first game that's actually had sort of a download play type thing on the Switch, yeah. you know, so... So it's kind of like in the same way that the uh, on the 3DS for the RPG Maker, there's a separate thing you download to download oh, yeah. RPGs. Yeah, so where you can you can just rather, download rather them for free and not pay anything locally, yeah. like you would have done with the Game Boy Advance. Sure, where it would have just uploaded it to the Game Boy. You just already have the app on your Switch. And yeah. just connect through your local Wi-Fi. Yeah. Whereas the uh, the the RPG one works better because you can do it online. It'd be nice if you could do uh, Pac-Man Verse online. I'd I'd totally do it because apparently the, I mean that I played fun, yeah. I played that game a little bit at the Mid Midwest Gaming Classic, not the one that we were at, but the one before. And it's a cool game. Like it's a very cool game. It's just like at that time with GameCube, it was just like a really it was hard to play it you know i mean you need like three friends with with uh, game boy advances and you need to have like cables the game boy advance cable and like all you know it's just just i didn't you know and i wanted to get in all those games i just didn't know enough people with game boy advances that had to have you know it's like same thing with like crystal chronicles like final fantasy crystal chronicles or like the four swords adventure it's like i don't know enough people with game boys (laughs) to be able to play all that stuff you know right but it's cool that you have one there's a lot of cool stuff on the eShop. you should uh you should definitely set up a Japanese account as soon as you can, so you can download a bunch of free Japanese games. You can get Monster Hunter Double X. You can play Double Cross on there, which looks really cool. Uh, uh, breaking into news here for a second. There's a demo for Monster Hunter Double Cross. You can get it if you're on the Japanese eShop. If you start a Japanese name and all that, you can get on there and download it. I just downloaded it. It looks cool. This place is the sequel to uh, Monster Hunter Generations for 3DS in America. In Japan, it was called Monster Hunter Cross. But, uh, yeah, you can play it. It looks really nice. Uh, it is basically similar to, like, any of the demos you've played before from Monster Hunter on 3DS or on Wii or Wii U or whatever. You basically, you know, you get to choose the different weapons, and then you get to go out and try, like, a mission uh, with that weapon. And But it looks good. It looks very good. I played it a little bit before we started doing this, so definitely check it out. I'm going to do that. I just want to say, too, the Pro Controller, I've only held it for a, a little while now, and this, I think, is already my favorite controller yeah, well, it's... This thing is beautiful. Yeah, it's all right for some things. That D-pad sucks, though. I'll tell I you that so much. Right. Fuck that D-pad. But the rest of it's fine. What's wrong with the D-pad? It's it's, it's not good. It's, uh, there were no it sits good... too high, right? That's your problem with it? Uh, it doesn't... I don't know. The rolls just didn't work right for me on, on Street Fighter. I mean, yeah. I it's... haven't had any trouble with the D-pad, but I also haven't used it as much in Street Fighter. 
Well, I use it for a lot of fighting games, and it just didn't feel right to me. I mean, and the and the D-pad on the Joy-Cons isn't good either because it's not like an actual cross D-pad. Mm-hmm. And then I played, but then I played the Pro Controller one, and that one just didn't feel quite right either. But that Super Nintendo 8-bit Doe one just felt perfect. That one was the one that was just right. So And right, I did play that when you were over here. Yeah, I brought it over. Street Fighter game, and it was... It was fantastic. It I feels like very it. nice. Well, and you have the you have the one with the joysticks on it also of the Apito. So, yeah. which if you're looking in to get a new controller, those are actually pretty cheap. Like I got my Super Nintendo one for like twenty bucks. So depending on which one you get, you can get one for fairly cheap, and they work and they all work with the Switch, which is awesome. Whereas I like the I really like the Pro Controller for like Splatoon two. I like using it on that. That feels good with the dual analog, but the control pad, which just just didn't work for me for for fighting games. I'm kind of playing with it right now, and I sort of see what you're saying. On some controllers, like you, if you press down in the center of the D-pad, yeah. you sort of feel like it's on a ball or something, and you can kind of roll it around. Well, it didn't work right. Like sometimes when you yep. hit right, it would hit down. Like if you were playing, uh, if you're playing like the Puyo Puyo Pop game, sometimes it would actually accidentally slam the thing down when you're not trying to slam it down. You know that type of thing. Mm. So, I mean, it kind of, like, worked a little weird. Do you have a Pro Controller? I guess you bought one, right? Because you're yeah, playing with one. it right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. So, you had enough. I mean, those things are, like, $80, right? They're fucking stupid expensive. Or are they, like, 70 Yeah. I think I paid 70 Yeah. Because so. I think the, yeah, because the Joy-Cons are 80 right, for two? I think so. Yep. Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. But still, I have seen a lot of docs out and about. I, I haven't mentioned that, but I've seen a lot of docs in the wild. Oh sure, yeah. I kind of want one, even though they're a hundred. I kind of want one just to just for eventual like uh, just for capturing stuff of of the Switch. Just I have, to a have two docks wanting to sell their Switch for two hundred, and I'm thinking about buying it. I don't know if I should, but so you already can, have a Switch. I don't need to buy it. So you can have two Switches, so you can switch from one to another. <laughs> well, it would be like you know, it would be the price of getting an extra dock and then an extra Switch on top of that. Mm, that's a good deal. So it'd yeah. be an extra controller, and it comes with, I think it's Zelda and something else, which I already have. But well, when whenever you have a friend over to play Splatoon two, you could like buy another copy of Splatoon and be like, "Here, man, <laughs> <laughs> we can play two player now in the same room." Yeah, <laughs> and you could do that. <laughs> I don't know if I need a second Switch. Yeah, it would require. Yeah, nah, I don't know. If I had a friend who really wanted one, I would point them in that direction. Sorry, sure. John. Well, it's yeah. here. It's not in L.A. Anyway, yeah, you know, I was wondering. I know you you said uh, you texted me and said that you were looking for one. And I was like, well, I was like, if I found one at Target, I'll buy one and like I could like send it to you and you can Venmo me or something. But you found one, so there you go. I found one. Yes, I, I got I, one. If I was, uh, I mean, I, I'm always on the lookout whenever I'm somewhere that has games. I always check the game section to see what they have, yeah, and uh, I haven't and seen. I haven't seen one in a while. Yeah, an amiibo, but uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen one in a while. I saw a couple a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but I was, but if I, you know, whenever I go back to Target again, I was gonna, I was gonna take a look and see if it was around. But yeah, congrats, welcome to Switch World. There are Thank there are a lot of much. yeah, there are a lot of cool indie stuff on the eShop. Like you have a lot of stuff to play. Like if you ever get bored of, I mean, if you, I mean, you haven't played Mario Kart Eight before, right? You didn't play the I've Wii U one. I've not played before, except for I just played it about uh, thirty minutes ago. Oh yeah, because Mario Kart Eight is fucking great. Like it's an amazing game. It's my ultimate favorite Mario Kart game of all time. It's fucking, it's fucking great. I didn't buy the Switch one because I have the Wii U one, and I put like 100 hours into that game, and I love the shit out of it, and I didn't feel like I need to buy it again. But if you haven't played it at all, 
It's fucking great. The game is fucking amazing. The courses are great. Like, the graphics look amazing. It's fun as shit. Yeah, I'm a little overwhelmed. I looked at the menu. Yeah. And, it's a good. everything's unlocked from the beginning on this one. Yeah. It's like, whoa, there's, like, a whole lot of stuff here. Yeah, it's a a good fucking game. It's a very good game. And you get all the DLC on that for, all the DLC on that for the Switch version. So you get Mm -hmm. to play, like, the F-Zero levels and, like, the Animal Crossing level and the Legend of Zelda level and you have link in there and you have like dry bones bowser and all that shit it's a fucking great game like uh you have a lot of fun with that game for a while yes yeah and plus you have like the 200 hours you can put into breath of the wild too because you have that yeah zelda's incredible (laughs) that game's fucking long as shit too but uh yeah maybe take a week off work or something you easily have two 200 hours of video game there yeah i'm pretty excited because i'm going home to michigan next week so it'll be a fun flight oh cool Oh, yeah, yeah you can, you'll get to actually play in airplane mode. Yeah, <laughs> you can. You can play it on an airplane. I've not been able to do that yet, but you can do that. So, what do you guys uh, recommend for, or do you know anything about battery extensions? Like, what's what's an ideal uh, extra battery oh. for the Switch? Yeah, that I don't know anything about that. I haven't done... Uh, I mean, I use a Mophie battery for my phone, which works pretty mm-hmm. well, but I have not tried it with the Switch. Because mm. I know the Switch is only supposed to have, like, what, two, three hours, probably? Yeah. Before it dies? Yeah, that's what they say. So I don't know. How long is your flight? Like three hours? It's a three-hour flight, but there's also the airport and, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you, you can cannot... hope for them to have a plug in the plane. Uh, well, I was saying that's you true. could always charge it in the airport, like while you're waiting. Like most of the time there's plugs available there. But as far as like on the plane, I don't know. Like I've been on trains that have plugs, but never planes. But I'd say like find one that maybe a more modern one that's for like a, the newest iPhone or something, and then you're going to know it's going to have a lot of juice in it. Oh, for batteries? I'll do my research. Yeah. Because we kind of, well, we found it comparable to what the iPhone Plus or whatever when we were holding the Switch next to the next to that uh, iPhone that Conan had. Oh, yeah, without the Joy-Cons, it's pretty much the same size as the iPhone, whatever the Plus one is. So like, the batteries get, are probably comparable. I don't know. Probably not at all. I don't know if those go out in three hours, but they might. Who knows? Well, they're not running. I think if you were running like a graphics-intensive game on them, they yeah. probably would. Oh, yeah, sure. Probably out. could. Yeah. yeah if you're doing like Infinity Plus, Blade or something. It can last all day You know, if I'm not playing games and whatever. But uh, if I'm playing games and using it pretty intensively, it'll be like maybe seven hours. Yeah. Yeah. But you could probably... So imagine you're playing something like a Switch level on it, then it's going to kill the battery even faster. Sure. I was gonna say you could probably play, you could probably play vaccine for a while because uh, that's not graphically heavy or anything. It's PS one graphic, so you might be able to play that for your old time and the plane. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. That. I don't but, know. You know. I don't want to contaminate anybody else in the plane. Yeah, you don't know anything about battery stuff because I just haven't. I haven't had mine out for that long where I had to where I've had to get into that. But but yeah, it's it's uh it's nice that you got one. Welcome to the world of Switch. Thank you. I'm finally modern in the ways of video games again. Yeah. You and Nintendo can be friends again now. You guys oh, yeah. can you guys yep. can hang out and frolic in the valleys of uh, Breath of the Wild and all that. So I'd be interested to see what you think of uh, of the new Zelda because they definitely they went super different with it and you know some people hated it and some people didn't. And be interested to see because it's very different from you know what you've known for so long. So I'm ready for a different Zelda though. Yeah. I'm be, ready for a different Zelda. Yeah, I'd be interested yeah. to see what you take of it. I mean, I we talked about it in the spoiler cast and I'm not going to get into full on spoilers, but yeah, I mean, I, I liked it that it was different, but I still kind of miss the old Zelda. Like from when I was playing it, and I hope the next version will kind of like meet somewhere in between, or like in the middle of both, you know, where we have a little bit of the classic Zelda and a little bit of the new Zelda. That's how I feel about it. But it is a lot of fun to play. I mean, I put it, I put a hundred hours into it, so you got a lot to work with on that. There's an article I found about battery packs, John. That you okay, want to check. thank you. It's, it looks like it's got some good info in it. Oh, the digi- appreciate that digital foundry. Yeah. Well, cool. So uh, now that you have a switch, we can talk about uh, 
we can talk about the games coming out tomorrow for the Switch. All right, let's get it. Yeah, let's, let's get into that. So apparently it was either last week or the week before I talked about Cinemora that it was supposed to come out this week and apparently it's been delayed so it has not come out yet but if you remember the game severed which was made by the guys who did guacamelee for wii u that game just got released for the switch came out on tuesday it's like a first person hack and slash uh, touch screen based thing do you remember that game jeremy no Oh, it, it was, like, announced on one of the E3. Uh, it was either E3 or one of the Nintendo Directs. But it was, like, no, it was E3. It was that E3. Um, it was not this year, but the year before they talked about it there. They actually announced it during last year's E3. But it was made by the same guys who did Guacamelee, and it had, like, a timed... I think it had a timed exclusive for Wii U. Anyway, it's available for the Switch now, if you were ever interested in it. I didn't buy it for Wii U, but you can get it for the Switch now for, like, 15 I think. And that came out on Tuesday. So there's more Wii U stuff coming over as we go. Apparently there's some games. Uh, King of Fighters 2000 comes out the, as the Neo Geo game for the week. There's three other games that I hadn't recognized. Uh, sort of like puzzly games, I guess. There's a Phantom Trigger, Iron Cast, and Rocket Fist. There's like, you know, you can look at previews of those like in the coming soon stuff on the eShop. But they're kind of more, seem like more sort of uh, puzzly type games that are available for the week. So I still no, see no signs of uh, All-Star Baseball in there. Still waiting for that, the Neo Geo game. But it's pretty cool. And uh, for big for big releases, we have, uh, I know we mentioned it before, but Sonic Mania comes out next week. And I'm sure you got to get that one, John, because yeah, I'm gonna get that it one looks sure. great. Well, from what I've read, it's a culmination of original Sonic levels and new Sonic levels. But it's all done in the 2D, you know, the t- 2D aspect. But now it's in like 16 by 9. It's in HD. It looks awesome. And uh, yeah, I'm going to get that. I think it's only like 128 megabytes, too. It's not that big of a file to download. So you can get it going pretty quick. But yeah, it comes out next Tuesday. Um, I've been doing uh, Seven Days of Sonic on uh, the Nintendo main YouTube channel. So if you watched any of the Trey's Retro Revival stuff, I've, I've done Sonic 1 and 2. And uh, there'll be more. So stay tuned and watch that. I'll have some more quir- of the quirky titles for sure for you too so uh in the news aspect there's also a new zelda update that has a news thing that you can do on the switch i don't have a switch so i haven't been able to get into it but you've been able to get it to work right jeremy um i haven't tested it yet but yes i've gotten the you can follow it you can follow the news channel and then apparently it gives you food yeah, apparently you, you can launch the game from there, and food will fall from the sky, like, sort of the way that it would with Amiibo. You know, where you scan an Amiibo and, like, treasures fall from the sky? It's kind of like that, I guess. So you get extra food if, for some reason, you could not find food on The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Because, uh, yeah, you should have food by now if you've been playing it for this long. But that was an interesting update for that. It was. Uh, it's depicted as a... Uh... It's for you to feed to dogs to befriend the dogs. Oh, so it's like, well, that's the raw meat. Is to defend to befriend the dogs, and I think that's what it gives you. I think it, some raw oh, okay. meat falls from the sky. Oh, okay, because I I can never get that to work. Apparently, you can like give them meat and they'll show you treasure chests, but I could never get it to work on the game. But I guess I probably did it wrong. I've never gotten that to work, but yeah. that's that's why that's the pretense for getting the free food. You sure. can use it as food for Link if you want, but it's yeah. supposed to be for the dogs. Oh, okay. Uh, another like really awesome news thing. Apparently, there's going to be a new Nintendo World Championship this year. What? I love the shout out of Nintendo World Championship when it did that a couple years ago. When they announced the, um, well, they showed the 
Super Mario Maker and like all the new levels and all that. Yeah, dude, I watched the shit out of that. Everyone with the the Super Mario Maker levels that was so cool. Yeah, with the four levels, and you can actually you can unlock them on the actual game. But yeah, no, I I watched all of the Nintendo World Championships. I thought it was fucking awesome. They showed uh, that's where they unveiled um, Metroid Prime Federation Force. Everybody's favorite Metroid game was on there. They had the uh, Blast Ball game on there, which that was whatever. But I liked. I thought it was really cool the stuff that they had in there. Like they did like they had did like balloon fight. They did like uh, who can get through the end of Super Metroid the quickest. I would have killed in that in that round. And they had like a uh, who can beat Legend of Zelda like first temple first like the NES one. There was some really cool stuff on there and. Uh, Oh, yeah, and they did some Splatoon stuff as well. But apparently there's some qualification stuff going on at Best Buy, and they're playing Mario Kart 7, which I thought was a typo when I read it, but apparently it's real because I looked at the Nintendo website. But, yeah, you can you basically you do the time trial stuff in Mario Kart 7, and if you're quick enough or you have the shorter time trial, you can, you can get in, into the Nintendo World Championship, which is like, I don't know, I'm never good. Like, I never play any of those time trial stuff on Mario Kart, so... I'll probably do terrible at it but if you look online if you look at their website it'll show like the different days that the different best buys are doing it and all that but i'm excited for nintendo world championship hopefully they're i mean the one that they did last time they unveiled like new games on there so maybe they'll do that again they'll be like here here's some new announcements we haven't talked about yet so maybe there'll be some other crazy i'm sure there'll be arms arms has to be in there somewhere right yep sure mario probably kart so. 8 oh yeah so i mean I'm, I'm interested to see it i'm like very excited about it it'll be fun it'll be fun to see that again and i'm sure they'll last time they did it they did it in Los Angeles, and I was so mad because I couldn't go that day. I was managing an apartment building at the time, and I had to be at the building for uh, some particular reason. I forget why. Oh, okay. But uh, I was like, oh, it's just down the street. It's like, there it is, LA Live. And I could have gone, but and I was kind of hoping that they would do it again. Uh, sometime they do it again in LA, but it turns out they're doing this one in New York. Oh yeah, no, they are like probably by the Nintendo yeah. building. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's the it's the real life wizard. You can be uh, you can be Jimmy Woods and all that fun stuff. I could be Jimmy Woods. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they should invite fucking uh, uh, what's his face there, uh, Fred Savage, Lucas. Well, uh, no, Jenny not Lewis. not Lucas. Well, yeah, Jenny Lewis. Uh, no, I I, I saw. A, uh, Fred Savage tweeted last time, like when there was a Nintendo World Championship. He's like, "How the hell do I get to this?" And uh, <sighs> I felt like that was sort of a, I felt like that was sort of a missed opportunity on Nintendo's part. They should have like called Fred Savage and been like, "Dude, why don't you just come down and do this, or like come down and like be like be one of the commentators or something?" I mean, if Fred Savage says he wants to be in there, like totally harness that shit and be like, "Hey, man, what does he mean? How the hell wizard? Does he get to this? Doesn't he remember the?" route that he took last time with his little brother yeah right across the country yeah california man you gotta go to reno the world's smallest big city or something i don't know yeah (laughs) no that's what he said he's like uh this is awesome how the hell do i get into this but yeah he should he should have remembered what he did then but he should remember where the warp whistle is and all that shit even though he never saw it apparently there's a so i saw uh, speaking of weird twitter stuff i saw on uh, reddit that somebody was saying that there were some gamecube games listed on on a european channel Something like that. They they mentioned uh, that Doshing the Giant was on there, or no, Dishing the Giant was on there. So that means that it may not be actually correct. But still, it's, it's some of that, some more uh, rumors about the GameCube Virtual Console, which I think is funny that people are still talking about that. I mean, I would love I mean, for it to happen. The Switch is here. Yeah, the Switch is here, and we want it to happen still. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's a, there's an actual picture here from uh, Nintendo.co.uk that says it right. It says Doshin the Giant, and it shows Sonic Adventure DX, correct, Director's Cut, release date to be determined, age rating to be determined. So I like that there's a mention of Doshin the Giant and Sonic Adventure. So, hey, 
If I mean they, it would it would kind of be it would be like you know my luck, right? I just bought Sonic Adventure two, and then I probably find out it comes out for the same price on Switch like a week later. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. Well, whatever. I bought it for GameCube so I can capture it, but it'll be like, oh yeah, it came out for it's coming out for ten dollars next week on Switch. I'm like, well, shit, I might have to buy it again, I guess. But you know, I'm totally down for that. Like I said before, the GameCube is a great time where we all learned about Sega for our Nintendo. Our Nintendo selves did, so I'm hoping for that. There's also I caught wind this week on uh, online of a uh, somebody on their own made a HDMI adapter for the GameCube. It's a self-contained cable that you just plug straight from the GameCube to the TV. Oh shit! I and didn't it, see that. It, but it's just some dude made it like at home, like out of off-the-shelf components. So oh, you wow. got you go to his website, and maybe we can include it in the. Uh, the episode notes because I've lost track of it. But I went to his website. He'd already been doxxed or whatever. Like too many people wanted it. I still told him I want one, so I'm gonna see if he'll get a hold of me. But it's like a hundred bucks. It's expensive. Oh well, shit. I mean, well, the like even like the component cable was incredibly expensive for the for the GameCube. Well, the component cable, the cheapest you can find that for is around two fifty, I think. Yeah, I was saying that one's. In, I mean, well, I guess a hundred's less than that, but still, they're right, both that's ridiculous. Still not true hundred, or that's not still true HDMI. But I guess this will do component. Like it'll send component through the HDMI cord, and it'll give you yeah. that too. So it's like a. It's basically just a cable with a little computer. Is it true? I mean, is it true HDMI though? Out of the game? Yeah. Cable? Yeah, I saw some YouTube footage of it, and it's just it's amazing how good it looks. It's like 480p or something like that, so it's not even you know 720p, but it it's really sharp and clear. Well, that, I mean that's how much everything look better. I mean that's what you could do though with progressive scan on the GameCube with 480p. So what's the difference? Well, and that progressive scan mode worked into a HDMI TV. No, I mean I'm saying like that's what that's what it was. Like the progressive scan mode of Game of GameCube was 480p. That's what the Wii well, was also like through the component. HDMI would have to be 720 for it to be different. You know what I mean? Cuz I'm saying it all you could already do that through playing it through the Wii cuz that was the output of the Wii was 480p. 480i. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was um, yeah. Well, I thought the component was P. You'll just see like you'll, you'll see like this uh, a marked improvement if you look at the YouTube videos. Anyway, it's cool. Sure. It's compelling. Yeah. It's a hundred bucks though. That's not cheap. Um, no. And obviously, like it's a third of a switch. It'd be really cool to have like better quality GameCube footage, but you'd have to get a different kind of adapter to capture it because it's HDMI now. Sure, that's true. So, uh, it's something I'm definitely interested in, just as a collector and someone who's you know in love with the GameCube. Yeah. As you. You know, you share that love for the GameCube with me. I do. Like, I can't think of anything better than having that outputting HDMI and playing it with a Waybird and getting like a modern experience out of a sixteen-year-old oh, sure. console would be pretty cool. Yeah, sure. I mean, I I really like playing it on my CRT TV because it looks nice on that. But I'm sure. But if you had a proper HDMI out, I'm sure it would look great too. Um, I know there was that. There's like that. Um, there's that like dolphin emulator that does like a HDMI out that I've seen on YouTube that looks really nice of a uh, GameCube games and whatnot. Yeah, I think but, that. I think that actually scales them up even higher. Yeah, because that stuff because looked really, really good. The actual, you know, computer's processor to to upscale everything. Sure. This thing just like it does upscale it, but it does it all within like a little tiny, you know, little tiny computer that's attached to the cable, so you don't have to have all the extra shit. 
you're just running it straight from the GameCube to the TV. For sure. So uh, there's one more quick news thing, and then we'll take a break and get to our topic. So apparently there's a new Switch game coming out called uh, Brawl Out. Have you seen that? It basically looks exactly like Smash Brothers, and it has the Hyper Light Drifter in it. Did you catch that? I just I saw, saw the menu. Yeah, Smash Brothers-like. It looks a lot like it, but it has uh, the Hyper Light Drifter guys in there. That game that was supposed to be on Wii U for a second, but then wasn't. But uh, it looks very much like the Smash Brothers. It looks pretty much like Melee with uh, you know, with different with like uh, different skins on the characters. Pretty much mods is what it looks like. Yeah, it looks like you took the same characters and put different textures on them, and they look like different characters now. But it's called and now it's called something else. But it's still Smash Brothers Melee is what it looks like. I just found it interesting because there was this one and there was another one that we talked about a couple episodes ago as well. So there seems to be a lot of people going for the Smash Brothers thing because there's not been an announcement of a port, and they're like, well, why don't we just make one and we'll make money off it? You know, I was gonna say Nintendo has the power to like keep that from being released on their consoles so obviously they're just like well whatever yeah they do but they don't seem game yeah they don't seem to care i guess so maybe they're not they're just testing the waters to see if people would really want to play a smash brothers game on the switch well i mean obviously they're not sure i mean obviously they would i don't yeah yeah (laughs) of course they would i don't think they're unsure of that i mean that's a dumb (laughs) i mean that's I mean, I'm talking dumb from, like, Nintendo's side. And it's like, oh, we don't know if that worked. work. I was like, no, you do. You know it'll work. It's like where they're like, I didn't know that so many NES classics would sell so much. I'm like, yeah, you did. Come on, dude. It's like, oh, I didn't know. We should have made more. It's like, yeah, uh, yes, you knew that. I'm saying you didn't, you know. <laughs> that sort of thing. But, yeah. Anyway, uh, do you guys want to take a quick break? And then we'll get to Sonicking and all that. Get your Sonic. We'll get, we'll get Super Sonic. Collect them gems. It's Chaos Emeralds. Dur- during the break, I'm going to be... Tapping my toes and looking at my watch, just like Sonic. <laughs> You're too slow. Eat a chili dog. <laughs> Shit, there's a lot of Sonic games to cover, but I don't know. I'm not even sure where to start, but in anticipation of the big release, well, my big, re- what I think is a big release next week of Sonic Mania, I figured we would talk some old Sonic games. Uh, I feel like most of them, I mean, probably like all of them are available on Nintendo platforms now. Like I said, there's the Mega Collection for GameCube, plus all of the Virtual Console stuff for the Wii as well. So, and like Sonic Advance and Sonic DS, and all, you know, all multiple, multiple Sonic stuff. I'm sure there's even, there's even like the 3D, 3DS stuff for Sonic as well that you can get, so Sonic's very much a Nintendo character now, so I just want to talk about him, and our guest here, John, has has spent more time with him, or spent with him, spent time with him longer, I guess, Mr. Sonic, and, uh... Sure. What's, uh, so let me ask you this, what's your favorite Sonic game off the top? My favorite Sonic game? Yeah. All right. I think you really have to divide it between the 2D and the 3D. So okay. maybe, can I get two? All right, what's your favorite 2D Sonic game? 2D is Sonic 2. 
Sonic 2, really? I like Sonic 2. Okay. Yeah. I, I like uh, Sonic 2 a yeah. lot. Why is Sonic 2 better than Sonic 1? Let me ask you that. First of all, because you get to spin dash. You know, you go back and play Sonic 1. That, that is a good thing. Sonic no, you're 2. right about that. Yeah. The spin dash, you, it's yeah. lacking. Like, you really miss it if you go back to Sonic 1. I, I feel it. Oh, for sure. Sonic feels right, yeah. Well, you have to I, run back and Sonic then run again and hope that you, yeah. Sonic 2 was my first one because it came with the Genesis that I got. I got the model uh, 2 Genesis. Oh, okay. And it was a pack-in. And so then I, after playing that, I bought my, my friend's Sonic 1, and I went to play that, and it just felt like, okay, Sonic hadn't come into his own yet until he got the spin dash move. Mm, Something yeah. was definitely missing from, from number one. Yeah. Number one is a good game. I'm not knocking it at all. I, I like the game a lot. Sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just felt like, oh, yeah, that should have been there at the beginning. I mean, I, I like the spin dash a lot, but I think the levels are better in Sonic 1 than Sonic 2. I'm just going to put really? that out there. Yeah. I, li- I like the, I mean, I, I, I've, I've done, I've, I've posted two playthroughs right now of uh, Sonic 1 and 2 on the Nintendo Main Podcast YouTube channel. And, uh, I honestly had more fun playing Sonic 1 than I did 2, just because I think Sonic 2 gets shitty earlier than Sonic 1 does. That third set of levels, like where you get to the Aztec Altered Beast type thing, that shit mm-hmm. sucks. And uh, Sonic 1, granted, their second set of levels looks like Altered Beast as well, but it's not as bad. It's always like, when you get to the fucking water is when like every Sonic game goes bad, I think. I think water is the ultimate nemesis of Sonic. It's fucking water. Like, right. once you all of a sudden you can you can't move fast. It sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it really sucks. And any time in, in Sonic when you're suddenly stopped from moving fast, yeah, that's that's a problem. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot yeah. of you could say that a lot of Sonic games is like, oh yeah, I'm going fast. It's really cool. And then all of a sudden, like that one level of Sonic Two, all of a sudden somebody busts out of a fucking wall like Kool Aid Man style. And you lose all your and you lose all your fucking rings, you know, and you didn't even see him. He just like appeared out of nowhere, you know, and he's like, "Oh yeah," and then fuck, all your rings are gone. Like seriously, that's what happened to me multiple times on Sonic Two. Fucking Kool Aid Man, dude, just busting through the wall. I didn't even see him until I got there, and all my rings are gone. And you know what else sucks about Sonic Two? Let's talk about this. All right, so Sonic Two, sure. when you get to the bonus levels. And they have, like, the sort of, like, mode 70, you know, super effects, whatever thing going on, where you go through, like, the half pipe. Right. But if you go through that level and you get all of the rings and you get and you get the Chaos Emerald, mm-hmm. when you come out of that, you have no rings left. You have zero. So there were a couple times where I did that bonus level, and I come right. out of it with zero rings, and I go straight into a boss, and I have no rings. What the fuck, man? Like, I got all the rings in that level. Why are they gone now? I'm saying that's a bad, yeah, what did Sonic bad development them? choice there. Because I did the right thing. Like, I went through it. I got the Chaos Emeralds. I got enough rings to get, like, a continue and all that. And then you give me no rings out of the level. Like, that's not fair. I, I come out with zero rings. If I would have went in there and fucked up, I would have come out with the same amount of rings that I had going in there. That's just a weird design choice there, is all I'm saying. That is weird, yeah. That's fucked up. It almost up. seems like, like an oversight. <laughs> like, somebody forgot to program in yeah. the uh, keeping the rings. Well, it's like you, you're doing the right thing here. They should give you your rings back. You should... I figured that I'd come out with, like, 100-plus rings because that's what I got in the bonus stage. Like, why are they gone? Like, and I had, and I had a time where like I was there and I came out under a boss with no rings. I'm like, all right, cool. Now I can't get hit at all. Awesome. Way to reward me for doing that secret level. Like for doing it the right way. Like, fuck you. I was really, I was getting, there was some anger, had some anger for Sonic 2 there, but (laughs) I don't know. But I mean, I understand like if you played it as a, if you had it as a, uh, for your Genesis and you played as a two player game, it's a lot of fun, you know? Two player mode is fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's another addition over uh, number one is one didn't have the two-player mode. Sure. It was... Uh, you know, 
growing up as uh, somebody with two sisters, you know, anytime you can have somebody join in, it's always better. Oh, sure. Yeah. Even though it's kind of annoying that you can't be, well, I guess Mario wasn't like that either. It's like, you can't just be Tails. Like, you don't have the option to pick Tails when you're playing single player, you know? So you don't have the fucking, uh, the the helicopter spinning tail that'll help you float and all that you can't do that at any time so that's kind of annoying oh and number two did did have uh sort of a kid brother two-player mode which was helpful here you can be tails and then tails just like trails off somewhere all the time <laughs> uh, you know and you give them the controller and it's oh you're talking about when you pick you're saying when you pick single player they can control the tails that follows they you can control tails yeah, yeah. oh they actually control tails Oh, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. don't pick the two-player and it's not split-screen, they could just control the tails that I guess it's going around with you. I think I remember seeing that on there. Yeah, tails just kind of kills himself a lot. I mentioned that in the playthrough that I did, that he just kind of <laughs> like just will disappear and die for a while, and then he'll just re- somehow warp next to you, and then there he is. I yeah. like when tails is rolling around like... His tail isn't included in the ball of rolling. Oh yeah, yeah. Hangs out outside. Yeah, when he becomes the. How does it stay in the same position if he's rolling and his tail is staying the same position, not rolling around with him? Yeah, it's because Sonic actually turns into a ball, kind of like almost like Samus, I think. Yeah, he's like. uh, Well, I always figured he was like doing somersaults. And he's like doing it so quick that it looks like a ball, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what I always figured, right? Cause That's like, what I thought too. Because when you turn, because when I you mean, head how, down, how do you, you kind of like tail starts tail just hanging. Yeah, well, I don't know the tail. I don't know the tail stuff, but what's the tail of tail's tail? I, I that I don't know, but but Sonic, tell me. <laughs> I will <laughs> I will tell the tale of Miles Miles Prower Miles Tails Prower. I always forget about Pryor or Prower, like what a dumb last name. But uh, yeah, it's I don't know the tale of him, but if you notice while you're playing the 2D Sonic, when you hit down while you're running, he starts to like do a somersault and that just keeps going and then it turns into the ball. But Tails thing with his tail just being separate from him and just being there, I don't know. Maybe he just separates from his tail when he turns into the ball. It's one of These those are like important questions. It's one of those crazy metamorphosis thing. It's like when the you know, it's like when a caterpillar like dies and comes back to life as a butterfly. It's like that, you know. It's, 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 that's what his his tail separates when he becomes the ball and it becomes a separate thing and then comes back together somehow. Science man. Sonic science right there. Metamorphosis. Yeah. Crystallis. So what are your thoughts on Knuckles? Like, What do you think about like Sonic and Knuckles? I like Knuckles, too. I think Knuckles is the last good new Sonic character. Oh, yeah. Every yeah, we mentioned Sonic character before. after Knuckles. What about Big the off. Cat, man? Or, or Rouge the Bat Lady <laughs> from Sonic Adventure 2. I want to see too. them all uh, in their own Sonic fighting game where they just kill each other and then that data is uploaded to the servers and uh, <laughs> it's, it's meant they're dead forever. Did you ever play Sonic the Fighters? Like, that was a game. I don't know if they were in there or not. (laughs) No, I never played Sonic the Fighters. Yeah. It's on that GameCube disc that you got me, the the Sonic Gems collection. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I did try it one time when I was playing that with you, but I don't don't remember. Is it any good? Is it terrible? Or what is it? It's not that great. I I mean, I like Sonic R that's on there just because of the amazing soundtrack of it. And uh, Sonic CD's on there as well, which Sonic CD, like, kind of confused the fuck out of me because there's all those different timelines that you can go through. Oh, yeah. You go from, like, the future and the past and the present and all that. I'm going to try really hard to figure it out, like, for my playthrough for the Seven Days of Sonic, but... Is that on the GameCube disc? It's on the Sonic Gems collection. It's uh, Sonic CD. Uh, this one, that's the second one. The, the yeah, I, I totally, I kept saying that I thought I had this game, and I don't. You don't have, I have Mega the Collection, Mega Man. 
I have the Mega Man collection, which is something entirely different. Oh, yeah. No, I have that one, too. That's another thing I loved about GameCube is all these fucking collections of games. Like, that was when that shit started, you know? Cause yeah, I, think I got I... Intellivision Lives. Yeah, you, get, yeah. you guys get that one? Yeah. No, I did not get that collection one. of all the television games. And what? You could walk around like this. Little, was that a GameCube game? Was that a GameCube game? It was on GameCube, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I think they did one on just about every system at the time, but they had one on GameCube, too. Well, I think the original Namco Museum had a had a virtual museum that you could walk through in the game as well. Oh, yeah. I yeah. know that the Switch one doesn't have that, but the original like PlayStation one, where there was a different version for every letter of Namco, where there's like N-A-M-C-O, there's like five of them, <laughs> there, was a, there was a museum that you could walk through and actually like look at the games on display and all that, which is crazy. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean... I, Sonic Sonic was like the first Genesis game I ever played, like the very first Sonic game. And I really love, I mean, I love that first song from Sonic 1. I think that song's amazing. The uh, I think, and that's one of the reasons, so like, yeah, earlier when you were talking about Sonic 2, having more fun playing Sonic 1. Yeah, I think I have to second that because of the music and, yeah, just the, everything about it. It's just the... Have you guys heard know, the rumors? I think Sonic you heard the a rumors game. about the music? About no. who did the music? No. That Michael Jackson wrote the music for Sonic 3? <laughs> yeah, yeah. For number 3. Yeah, really? Yeah. Really? After Moonwalker? He rumor. went from Moonwalker to he Sonic 3? He wrote 3? the music for number 3, and but then his whole um, legal troubles began. They they scratched his name off the, oh. off the project. Maybe. Yeah, that was one of the one of his times with the prosecution for potential like uh, stuff with minors or whatever. Yeah, but um, I think that if I remember correctly, I think that one of the tracks is derivative of something he wrote. I don't know. I remember going down a rabbit hole several, well, probably a couple of years ago at yeah. this point. But yeah, that Michael Jackson wrote music for Sonic. That's I totally forgot about that. Yeah, that's crazy. Because he was really into Sonic, and yeah. well, and in, into Sega because he had uh, that Moonwalker game. Was Moonwalker, yeah, that's what I was saying. Moonwalker. Like after Moonwalker, he did he go to Sonic Three? Well, he was involved with Sega directly, like you know the company. So they were like, let's make you know, let's keep you involved. That that was a successful game we made with you. Let's. He's like, eh, I kind of want to write music for Sonic Three. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, I mean. That's my yeah, I mean, he was like, I want to be on The Simpsons, and he was, you know, so kind of was like, I want to do something, and pretty much happened. So that's Michael Jackson. He's like, I want Vincent Price to do a voice in my video. And they're like, sure, whatever, Vincent Price, here, come over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. The complete side note, but have you seen the Stranger Things 2 trailer yet from Comic-Con? I have not I seen have, it. yeah. Well, it has, it has Vincent one. Price in it from Thriller. Do you know how much that fucking costs to do that like that? How much? A lot. Like, they probably spent, like, a million dollars on that trailer, like, to get What's that up, song on to there. To license that. No, to basically get Thriller in there for a trailer is insane. Like, that's... that's I'm just telling so. you, it costs a lot of fucking Maybe. money to get a Michael know, Jackson song with, uh, on a movie, for yeah. one thing. But on a trailer for a show, that's just insane. Side, I don't know, because note, you're not but. dealing with, like, yeah, the source directly anymore. Like, Michael Jackson's opinions wouldn't be... Part of this would be whatever his whoever's <laughs> managing his like his family, right? His no, no, I'm just saying. It, I'm just saying it costs a lot to. I'm saying it costs a lot to get the rights to one of his songs. But probably easier yeah. now that he's not around anymore to get the rights to a song. I don't know. I think it's still really difficult. I'm just saying it's kind of it's kind of ballsy to put to have to get the rights of it for a trailer of that. It's well, crazy. maybe they. I'm mean, sure it's in the show the too. Thing and yeah, just include it in the trailer. Sure. So maybe we'll hear a bunch of yeah. Thriller in this next season maybe but uh yeah no i love that i love that first song from sonic the uh the you know the na 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 that one 
That one, that one's great. Yeah. Sonic Green Hill Zone. Some catchy. Yeah, catchy Green Hill Zone. Yeah. It's my favorite. My favorite Sonic song aside from like Escape from the City. <laughs> it's, it's, like my, <laughs> it's probably that one. Uh, Escape from the City. Do you feel the sunshine and uh, and living in the city are probably like my favorite. Living in the city. I like um, favorite four Sonic songs. Uh, Seven Rings in Hand. Oh yeah, all of that. No, all of the songs like. Once they got to, uh, and I think it was probably like, I mean, Sonic CD had like vocal songs in it. You know, they had the Super Sonic songs. Yeah. Sonic Boom, Sonic Boom. Yeah, and Sonic yeah. Boom, yeah. And uh, I think that was when, that was like the beginning of the end for like all these amazingly hilarious, awesome Sonic rock songs. Like uh, it basically kind of, like, especially like Seven Rings in Hand, kind of reminded mm-hmm. you of like the bad rock music from like Power Rangers, like stuff like that, <laughs> you know, yes. that time. Yes. Like the White Ranger or like the Green Ranger or whatever. Yeah, it was, uh, which I kind of love the awfulness of it. There's some pretty amazing songs on Sonic on the Seven Rings Sonic game for Wii, which I thought that game was all right. But uh, let's uh, let's stick like on it. let's stay with the 2D Sonics real quick. 2D, okay. So like uh, so so there was like Sonic One, Two, and Three, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, was Sonic and Knuckles was that post Three? Like when did that one come out? I think it was. A- like six months after three. Okay, because then and you can do, and me and Jeremy talked about it for a minute about like how you can like you know put the game into Sonic and Knuckles, and you can play as Knuckles in those games. Mm-hmm. And uh, in in, can, in in Sonic Mega Collection, you can actually do that. Like I went through and did it. You can play as Knuckles in Sonic Two or Knuckles in Sonic Three, and it's actually easier, I think, playing as Knuckles because he can. How do float. they handle it in the? How do they handle that in the collection? Is Knuckles just a selectable care character in each game, or is there like oh, no, a you, virtual uh, cartridge you have to put on? You actually have to un. Like that. You actually have to unlock it. It's an oh. unlockable mode that you can get. And uh, in Sonic Mega Collection, it's basically like you play, uh, you basically play the game a bunch of times. You like play Sonic 10 times and you unlock this thing. Or play Sonic 2 like 20 times and you unlock this other game. That's basically the way it works on that on that game. You have to play like games. It's not like you need to get this far. It's like you have to play this game 50 times. So I actually did this to get Rystar and Flicky out of that game. And I would basically like play the game, quit, play the game, quit, play the game, quit, and like just keep doing it until until it worked. Oh, Flicky being like what I referenced earlier, I think the same Flicky. Yeah, Flicky. Flickies that are in Sonic 3D Blast are from the past of the franchise. Or just even like they're a Sega character, right? Yeah, Flicky was like an old uh, was an old Sonic arcade game. Or an old Sega arcade game, I mean. That, uh, that's been around forever. And, they've like, and there's actually a version of Flicky on the Sonic Mega Collection that you can unlock. I have this uh, Sonic, it's a Sega PC collection. It com- it's from... 1999. I bought this at a garage sale a few years ago. Oh wow! It's got a Sonic and Knuckles. It's the Sonic and Knuckles collection. It's got Sonic Three, Sonic and Knuckles, and then Sonic Three and Knuckles is its own game. Oh, okay. So I think I mentioned that last episode when I was talking about Sega games. Yeah. Like, wasn't there a version that had Sonic and Knuckles Three? You know, Sonic Three with Knuckles was just its own game. I think I was probably thinking of this game that I had on oh, sure. PC. But you're also saying it was on the on the collection you have, like yeah. you just select no mega, yeah Sonic Mega Collection. There's one called Sonic Three with Knuckles, is what that part is called. But it's yeah, it's basically like you unlock a separate game like that. It's like play as Knuckles in Sonic Two is one of them. But the Sonic Three one does say Sonic Three and Knuckles. So. I will say this Sonic and Knuckles cartridge is it's tough to get it to work correctly with my I guess my original model Genesis like yeah. 
doesn't always want to read cartridges and you got you know you got to treat it kind of like an nes and uh so especially when you're plugging this game in and then plugging another game into the top of this you're just introducing more like yeah more possibilities more, for something to mess up more blowing on the bottom right <laughs> you're gonna blow in both of them and hope they work uh-huh. at the same time yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah, i did right. actually get it to work and um you're right like the games are easier with knuckles like i mean he well he can float he opens and climb up walls separate paths in two and three I think in two he's more of just like a standard character. It, it, I don't know if there's as much of the extra level stuff as there is in Sonic Three. Oh yeah, well because I played a because I like I said I was playing Sonic Two a couple nights ago like to do a capture thing and I played Sonic Two a little bit regular and I was like oh this is hard and then I played like Knuckles in Sonic Two and I'm like oh this is way easier and I'm like I can try I'll, like I'll just start recording now so I started recording a Sonic. And then I died in, like, 15 minutes because <laughs> it, like, controls <laughs> so much differently. And, like, Knuckles can, can climb walls and he can, like, kind of fly a little bit. So. He can glide, yeah. Yeah, he can glide. He's kind of so. like Bubsy a little bit. <laughs> yeah, like, can Bubsy do that? It's been yeah, a while Bubsy since I played Bubsy. Like Still holding out for that Naturally, Bubsy 3D game. Yet, can, I'll yeah. switch. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Sonic and Knuckles came out and they said, oh, you, you put on uh, you know, Sonic 1 or Sonic 2 or whatever, and you'll play as Knuckles in those games. And I was just, like, so mesmerized. I'm like, how does that how does that happen? That game came out years ago. How did you put Knuckles into a game that came out years ago? How'd that work? And then I thought, maybe you could put, like, other Genesis games in there and, like, play and as Knuckles, Knuckles would in be any in Genesis there. game. That would be I awesome. Thought, like, oh, like, put, put, like, Comic Zone in there and have, like... Knuckles, you know, <laughs> yeah. Knuckles in Comic Zone. Yeah, it's like Fantasy Street Star 4 with Knuckles. Knuckles. <laughs> now yeah. with Knuckles, yeah. They were like Echo the Dolphin with Knuckles on him now. <laughs> you know, and he just like, drowns. like that. Yeah. No, that would be awesome if you could just have Knuckles in just random Sega games. That'd be great. It's like Altered Beast. Now you can turn into Knuckles. <laughs> it's like Knuckles. My goal, on. my goal is definitely to get a uh, Sega Game Genie. So you can pile and all three of Knuckles them up. Knuckles in there. Yeah. And put, yeah, I want to get I want to get the triple stack. I've never done the triple stack. Well, that was, that was <laughs> I know, never going to work. I know we work. talked about it before with the 32X, but it never actually, it doesn't actually work that way. Like, you know, you can yeah. get. A double stack with the 32x. You can't do a triple stack. Oh yeah, yeah. I still want a 30, but a true 30, triple stack. 32x game genie with Sonic and Knuckles. It was Sonic and Knuckles, or with Sonic Three. If I can do that, if I can make that happen, I'm gonna p- feel pretty good about myself. <laughs> oh well, well, there you go. That's, that's something to shoot for. So, uh, so yeah, there were like the there were the 2D ones, the ton- the 2D Sonic ones that were pretty good, like Sonic One, Two, Three. I haven't really Sonic played. I haven't played much of three. Like, uh, how much have you played of that? I've not played much of three either. I played a I, little. I never bit. had three. Three is cool. Um, it lets you save your file, so it's the first Sonic game where you could save your progress and go back to it. Oh, that's so cool. So I thought that was that's pretty cool. Uh, Knuckle Sonic and Knuckles is the same way. That's when they introduced the battery backup or whatever. I don't know. If that's oh wow! How yeah. Sega cartridges work exactly, but uh, that's when you can start saving your files in Sonic with Sonic Three. So yeah, and it also like kind of looks like Dragon Ball Z. I gotta. I, I'm not gonna lie. Like when Sonic gets Sonic Three does Super Sonic. <laughs> oh yeah, turns, like, yeah. He becomes Super he, Saiyan. Like, can fly. Yeah, he's like a Super Saiyan. Yeah, he gets all yellow, right? Yeah, he basically lo- turns Super Saiyan. Like he looks like what would happen to Goku if Goku were Sonic. <laughs> That's yeah, like a direct rip off. Yeah, right. I think uh, I think you can turn into that in Sonic CD as well. What about us? Uh, That's cool. Yeah. So th- those ones are pretty good. But then after that, like Sonic kind of started to waver a little bit because we have those beauties like uh, Sonic Spinball and Sonic 3D Blast, which I think 3D Blast is pretty awful. I mean, it's like uh, 3D Blast is bad. I'm gonna upload a video tonight. Of yeah. Me playing it. And, you know, I still think you should watch it, but it's, it's not a- great. The isometric isometric mode, right? Deserves to be mentioned in the same 
breath as I don't Black. think so Sonic either. Spinball I think Sonic really Spinball good. is its own game, and I'm going to do a video. It's a solid game. Yeah, Sonic Spinball, Spinball is a terrible, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I put Sonic Spinball in, in the same realm as, like, I don't know, like Mario Pinball or Metroid Pinball. Or, you know, it's not great, but it's a, it's a licensed pinball game well, that's a lot of fun. Sonic Spinball makes more sense than, like, Mario Pinball, because Sonic can actually turn into a ball. And Metroid and, and, and the Metroid game, Samus can turn into a ball, but Mario cannot turn into a ball, <laughs> you know? He, yeah, he does though. He gets he goes into a special machine and turns him into a ball. No, I know, but that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> At least like Sonic <laughs> Spinball makes sense because like if you played Sonic Two, like the casino level is filled with like bumpers and stuff. Like you can already see it like kind of turning into a pinball game. You know, right? right. Yeah, they, yeah. In the very first Sonic. Mm-hmm. Well, Sonic Sonic Two also with the casino level has all the bumpers and stuff that you run into. And there are flippers as well in Sonic 2. So it's like pretty much already Sonic Spinball. They just needed to spin it off into that, you know. So What year did uh Sonic 2 come out? I thought Sonic 2 was 92, right? Cuz Sonic 1 was 91, was... right? It was either 90 or 91. And Sonic 2 came out the year the year after. I want to say Sonic was 90 and 2 was 92, I think. Or Sonic, maybe maybe Sonic, Sonic 1 was 91. 91. No, it was it was a year apart. I know that cuz I was just yeah. like I said I just yep. played them. 2 was 92. 2 was 92 then. Spin and one was, was 91. Okay. So it was two that was alluding. Actually, I remember the first moment I ever saw Sonic the Hedgehog. I was at a Toys R Us and walking down the world of Nintendo aisle. And then they had the TV displaying this other game, which was like bright green. And the character was blue. And I was like, oh, oh that's Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, cool. And that was my first impression that the game was like very bright and colorful. And uh, at that point, I had never seen uh, even a, a Genesis or anything besides uh, an NES. And I, I don't think I'd even seen a Super Nintendo yet because my friend, uh, I think he got one in like 92. And that's the first time I ever saw that. So that was my first time seeing anything beyond a beyond an NES. And I thought this game was really cool looking. I mean, what was it that you liked about it? I think that the character, it, the graphical improvement over the Nintendo meant that the character could be more fully realized and it looked more like a cartoon character it was more expressive i liked his weight animation i remember that stuck with me like oh this guy's got tooed oh that's cool oh sure and uh and then the speed of it was something that was different because when sonic moved at full speed you could really get a sense of the technical advantages of the genesis over the over the nes well i remember i was kind of blown away with you know like the way it starts and there's the title with where he just you see his face like just close up and that sprite work yeah yeah the sprite work was great i was really impressed with that where he's like moving his finger around like you never saw mario that close like at that time right now yeah so that blew me away, like seeing that. I'm being like, oh, wow, that's, you know, there he is. He's pointing his finger at you. You get to see a close-up of his face. Like, you never really saw that at that time, you know, especially from Mario. You didn't see that. It was fully a, a character. I mean, there were, like, big sprites in Mario 3, but he wasn't, like, moving like that. And the same thing with, like, Sonic 2, where he, like, you know, he, he's there, and then he scoots over, and then Tails is there, and they're all, like, fully animated. That really impressed me about it. Like, I remember yeah. seeing that. You could that. get a look at their faces. Like, yeah. they had different expressions on their faces, yeah. For sure. And it was like, oh, cool, like, they look great, you know, and all that. And, and the actual game, they, you know, they, it's not pretty animated, pretty much animated the same, so... I was totally into it, but I always thought that I always felt like Sonic was like a it's like we're the extreme version of Mario, you know, like Mario's too slow, but we're fast or like super fast, like yeah. everything's all. Yeah, you I know. mean, Sonic was kind of a direct response to Mario, especially Super Nintendo Mario. Yeah, um, 
as a mascot. Yeah, I remember. So you know, Sonic came out in what ninety one. Yeah, Sonic one was ninety one. I remember seeing commercials for it and just being like blown away. Like this is before I had a Super Nintendo. I mean, I think the Super Nintendo was around or it was about to come out, but was just it? the speed of everything, like on the you know seeing it on TV, like how can that be so fast? Like the Nintendo couldn't move this fast. Yeah, and just the the multiple scrolling backgrounds and you know the idle animation and everything was just. You know, just seeing it from as a kid, just being like, you know, not thinking about all the particularities of it all, just being like, that looks better. That looks closer to like a cartoon that you play than than the Nintendo does. And I remember there was like a uh, commercial that would play all the time when I was watching Ninja Turtles for Handy Snacks, which was like a uh, a dried bread stick that you would dip in like processed cheese spread. It was like an individually packaged thing you would put in like a kid's lunch and handy snacks like we're advertising during Ninja Turtles and they were doing this contest where you could win a Sega Genesis. And I almost, I, I almost probably would have been a Sega Genesis fan if I would have gotten a Sega first. Cause I remember seeing that before I ever got an NES sure. and just being like, Holy cow, I want, I want to buy those handy snacks and I want that Genesis. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, the Genesis, I mean, the Genesis came out before the Super Nintendo did. So I remember yeah, that it being came out 90, I think. Yeah, that being a big deal. Well, because it was kind of like a little bit behind the times, like technology wise, because of that, you know, because it was like just a little bit past the NES, but not as far as the Super Nintendo was, I think was was what it was. But yeah, it impressed me because it was the first time I had seen somebody that looked like that when it did come around. Yeah, it came out in 89. And then oh my gosh! A little yeah. while. Yeah, that makes it, sense. Yeah, it would have been '89 when I was seeing the commercials, so it would have been before mm-hmm. Sonic. Yeah, it came out yeah. before. Yeah, it, it came out before the Super Nintendo did. I, I know that. So it was like it was at the beginning of the cusp of that, which a lot of their systems were, right? Pretty much. Like I know, like uh, wasn't that I mean, Dreamcast beat everybody out of the gate? Seven yeah, it's true. Yeah, I'm saying Dreamcast did. Well, because Dreamcast was kind of like before and yes or no in Japan. Which one? Oh, before the Famicom. No, was Master didn't Master System come out? No, I before? thought I thought Master System was after the Famicom. Was it after? Maybe I thought it was around the same time because yeah. Master System is eight bit, pretty much. So, well, the yeah. Master System came out elsewhere before it came out in Japan. So uh, it came out in eighty five in Japan. Oh well, yeah, in Japan. Okay, it came out in eighty five in Japan. It came out in eighty six in North America. Well, you, in the did the NES come out or did the Famicom come out in eighty five? Or was the Famicom was out in like three? Three, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, Famicom was, was out wrong. first. Yep. It came out in '85. Here is the NES. Sure. Yeah, that was '85. So it was it was pretty close. But uh, yeah, but Nintendo and Sega were at each other's throats. Yeah, yeah, pretty early on in the well, '80s, and then well, yeah, the crazy uh, console wars between uh, Sega and Mario and all that. Granted, though, uh, the versus Super Nintendo versus uh, Sega. I mean, Sonic had what like six games, probably. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah. there was. Sonic 1, 2, and 3, Sonic and Knuckles, Sonic Spinball, Sonic 3D Blast, that's, what, like six? Versus, uh, I mean, what did Mario have? Super Mario World, Yoshi's Island, Mario All-Stars, Mario RPG, Super Mario, Mario, Mario Kart. I guess it's about the same, but... I mean, not I, really, though. As far as, yeah. Not as many side-scrolling... Yeah. As far as like side scrolling adventures, just the two. Yeah, as far as straight up ones. Well and even Yoshi's Unless Island you is not really like Mario is missing, which I wouldn't. No. <laughs> well Yoshi's Island isn't even really like a straight up I mean it's a side scroller, but it's completely different. It's about Yoshi, well, not it's Mario. Bold as, uh, yeah. Super Mario World two though. Yoshi's Island. No, I understand. But I mean but it doesn't play like Super Mario World. It's completely yeah, completely different game. I mean if you look at it that, like there's like Super Mario World and that was just one and then this and then Sega had like four. Had Sonic 1, 2, and 3, and Sonic and & Knuckles. Yeah, and they're all, I mean, essentially, this, they add a, a, 
some new gameplay elements like the the power charge or whatever that's called the uh, turbo dash. Yeah, and uh, they add the climbing with knuckles and yeah. the gliding slash flying with knuckles and uh, tails. But yeah, where tails sort of floats. As far as the actual level design and stuff go, they, they pretty much stay the same. Yeah, uh, Sonic the the Sonic games kind of remind me of like uh of like the Friday the Thirteenth movies. You know where they just put out a new one every year. And there was just like some more added stuff to it, but it's still kind of the same thing. Well, in the of, instance of uh, so Sonic how I feel 3 about Sonic that. Sonic and Knuckles, they came out the same year. Sonic and Knuckles and what? And Sonic Three? Sonic Three, yeah. Sonic oh, okay. Three came out in like February of March of '94, and then uh, Sonic and Knuckles came out that fall. Yeah, sure. Because they were they were developed at the same time, but they wanted to make a little more money and do the lock on cartridge thing, so. They released three first and then finished developing uh, Knuckles so that it could be backwards compatible. Oh, okay, nice. So, uh, do you want to do you want to move on to the three D Sonics, or do you want to say more stuff about two D? I guess we could move on to the three D. I do kind of want to mention actually. There's a Sonic Racer that a lot of people forget about. Sonic R. Uh, uh, not, I'm not talking about Sonic R. I'm not, I'm not talking about uh, Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing. Are you talking about the, There's the Game Gear Sonic, one? The Game Gear one. Sonic Drift. I don't yeah. hear anybody talk about Sonic Drift anymore. Oh, well, I mean, but why would you? That was one of the games that I had on my <laughs> Game Gear. Did you have yeah. it? Did you have a Game Gear? I did. I had a Game Gear. Yeah, my... Uh, I, had, I had a Game Gear. Oh, you my, did? So you were, you were a Sega guy before. I had a Game Gear for a very limited amount of time. It was just for like two or three years of my youth before we sold it. Oh, okay. My stepbrother had a Game Gear. So I remember playing his Game Gear. He had Mortal Kombat 1 on there, and I think he had... I think he had the second Sonic game for it. And that was, I think that was the first time I actually got to spend some time with Sonic, was playing his Game, Gear. game Gear. Yeah, because my yeah. my so friend think... my friend had one, but I didn't play it as much. You know, it's the time I spent the most with Sonic. So Sonic 2 on the Game Gear was, I think, was the same as the Sonic 2 that was released for the Master System. And the Sonic yeah. games on the Master System were different yeah. than the ones released right, for that. Right. But uh, I played all the way through the sonic 2 i actually beat it on the game gear so that's actually the only sonic game i've beaten is sonic 2 on the game gear years ago i don't know if i could still beat it i need to find a way to play it again is it on the 3ds i don't know it is on the 3ds yeah well i need the game gear game but uh but i also had a i only had all we had for the game gear was that and then spider-man sinister six something like that oh was that on game gear do you know that game, Trey? It was like, yeah, it was like yeah. a Spider-Man game, but it was like the Revenge of the Sinister Six or something. Yeah, like that, that was on Return that, of the Sinister. Six. It, was, it was on NES. NES. It was on NES also. Yeah. yeah, that was the only other game we had for Game Gear. Like, well, I think we had Columns too, but like we never got any more games. Like we just had Sonic Two and those two other games. And I played the Spider-Man game a lot. I never got that far in it, but uh, the Sonic Two game I actually beat. I remember we got that in the uh, Game Boy at the same time, like somehow, like through some trade my dad made or something, like with stuff he had. But uh, we had, I was playing Kirby and Sonic 2 at the same time. I beat Kirby first, and then I beat Sonic 2 a little later. Oh, okay. I think the Game Gear Sonics were, were pretty good. Um, the one that I had, was, they were so, um, yeah. Aside from the platforms, I had the I had Sonic Drift, which uh, was like a total you know Mario Kart knockoff. Yeah, they actually had carts in that. I, I played that, that game a lot. Yeah, and I kind of pretended and wished that it was mario kart because uh it was okay it was pretty good but um, well i mean at the time like there was no portable mario kart though so that was pretty Sonic impressive Drift was the first portable mario kart yeah i mean game gear was incredibly impressive for the time because it was the first backlit 
thing and it was a, it was in full color it was fully backlit i was impressed by it because i had the cream spinach game boy but the game year ultimately died because the battery life sucked you know the battery life did suck the yeah. battery life was awful so the game boy prevailed because you could actually play it for a while on it wouldn't like go out in a couple hours like the game gear so even though the game you could gear looked spend awesome like ten dollars on batteries that would die in six hours yeah it was that's yeah. what basically killed that system. Do you remember? Did you ever have the Nomad? I always wanted one of those. I didn't have that. No. Where you could play the I still where, want you, one. where you could play the uh, Sega want one too. where you could play Sega Genesis games on it. Funny thing is, you actually can't beat uh, you can't beat one of the X Men games on that because there's no re- reset button. There's a part where you have to hit a reset button. Oh, I remember that. There's yeah. some uh, yeah. there's some trivia Sega Nomad trivia, but I remember seeing that Nomad, in high school. Nomad was the first Switch. Yeah. Because oh, you yeah. could play it on the go, and you could plug it into a TV and play it on the TV. Oh, sure. No, I remember seeing it in high school and being like, man, that's cool. Like, you could have a portable Sega, like a Sega Genesis. That's great. You could just, like, play Spider-Man, like, on the go. Like, yeah, I, think I was that super excited about that thing. around the time of the Saturn or after the Saturn. Because, like, for instance, Sonic 3D Blast came out in 1996, which was the year after the Saturn came out. Which, you, you remember, the Saturn was supposed to come out on a specific day, a Saturn day. In 1995, right? The the Nomad came out in 95. Yeah, and didn't the Saturn come out around the same time? I don't know about the they, Saturn because I never. The market. I've honestly never played a Sega Saturn before, so I don't know. The Saturn, yeah, it Saturn came out was before 95. 3D. Blast. It was like May of 95. Yeah, all that all that stuff because there was a Sega CD, there was the 32X. So the Nomad the was Saturn, totally. Right? The Nomad was totally Sega, like just trying to squeeze a little bit more money out of the genesis like yep because they knew the saturn was coming out and then well obviously we know the dreamcast came out a few years later but the nomad was supposed to like extend the life of the genesis and i'm sure sonic 3d blast was made like with the intentions of it being like a good portable game for the for the uh, uh nomad but i but what i've seen of the nomad online and like in reviews and stuff the screens shit it doesn't look good I mean, I think yeah, I felt. I think the I screen's just, like yeah. even worse than the Game Gear screen, supposedly. I think I just fell in love with the idea of it, just like the possibility of playing Sega games wherever you went. You know, I mean, I think that's. I think that's what I fell in love with about it. I never actually right. played one. And using your, I never actually Sega saw one. On the go. Yeah, no, I never actually saw one or played one. I just thought the idea of it was awesome. Like once I heard about it, I was like, "Oh shit, that's like a portable Super Nintendo, but it's portable Sega Genesis. That's awesome." You know, I'd never heard of such a thing, but I never saw one, and I still have never actually physically seen one. Or a physically played one. So for all I know, it does look like shit. I just love the idea of it. The idea of it made great sense to me. You know, when I was 15, I was like, that's awesome. I want one of those. But I never found one. Never even saw one at GameStop or anything. Or Babbage's at, at the Toys R Us back when they were new. Yeah. And wanting one, but... Sure. I mean, I, I we didn't have a Sega yet, so I still, like, craved, like, the Sega content that I wanted to play. Sure. But I do have a... I have Sonic Drift 2 on... Uh, on my Sonic Gems collection game for GameCube, so I'll have to check out that. Maybe I'll do a capture thing of it at some point. Was that was that for Game Gear? That's a Game Gear one. Yeah, the, on Game Gear, yeah. yeah, the Sonic Gems collection actually has six Game Gear games on it. Oh, fucking sweet! Does it have Sonic Two? It does have Sonic Two on it. That's fucking awesome, man! It has Sonic. It has Sonic Two, Sonic Spinball, Sonic, need to buy this Sonic Triple Trouble, Sonic Drift Two, Tails Sky Patrol, and Tails Adventures, <laughs> or what they have on there. So there's like nine. Tails got his own games. Yeah, he had two games. He had two Game Gear games, two Game Gear spinoffs. So yeah, there's a there's six Game Gear games, and there's a Saturn game, a CD game, and uh, the Sonic Arcade game. I don't know how much you can get Sonic Gems collection for now used, but it's a 
It's pretty cool. I mean, John got it for me, so it's pretty rad. I still have it. You're welcome. Thank you. But uh, let's let's talk about the 3D Sonic Thanks, for John. a bit before we run out of time here. <laughs> so I don't want to I don't want to have a three hour podcast. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Sonic when Sonic went to 3D. Did you did you have a Dreamcast, John? I did. I like, got it um, pretty much the moment that they announced it was going to be canceled because it was. I remember I think it was a Sunday. And it was like a Saturday they announced it, and and like a Sunday, uh, the next Sunday I went to Best Buy and I got my Dreamcast for ninety nine bucks. Oh I bought, wow! Uh, Shenmue and I bought Sonic Adventure two. Yeah, because I remember uh, when I was in high school, like because uh, yeah, Dreamcast came out after sixty four pre GameCube. And uh, but it was still like pretty advanced. It had like a you know had online like the 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 graphics look better than what was out at the time. And I remember when I was in college at Lincoln, there was a guy that like kept talking like being like you know Dreamcast Dreamcast is going to be the coolest thing ever. They got all this stuff, and then like pretty much right after it launched, I felt like it just nosedived. Yeah, it's it did. Go and I remember set a record yeah. on its launch day for like the biggest entertainment launch. Of like any hardware, I think any electronic hardware, like it set a record on nine nine ninety nine when it came out. Like it was poised for greatness. Yeah, but it, it was funny because I felt like he was just like, oh yeah, Dreamcast, 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 and then when Dreamcast came out, I was like, do you have it? Is it awesome? And he's like, ah, uh, nah, it it, it, it tanked. <laughs> I was like, it, <laughs> apparently everybody pulled their titles from it, and I was like, what? But you kept talking about that it was this amazing system, and I do have, I have two Dreamcasts. I love my Dreamcast. And my two dream, Dreamcasts, but yeah, it's a shame that it didn't that it died so quickly because it did have a lot of good games on it, and it had a you know had like one of the, one of the greatest RPGs, guys of Arcadia was on there, and in the Seaman, uh, Seaman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, yeah, I, I forgot I bought Seaman. Well, Marvel vs. Capcom two, so that was like the best version on there. Video game system, yeah, and Marvel vs. Capcom two, that was probably the best version of that at the time was on Dreamcast. But yeah, Sonic Adventure, I I never really played Sonic Adventure one much. Like, have you guys played that one at all? With the aliens, no, I, I didn't get that one. I've played it, but I I didn't get it. And that's the one with big time, so. with big the cat, right? I've my my it. favorite sidekick. I've played it. I've just only gotten a few levels in though. Because <laughs> I remember I bought Sonic Adventure two for GameCube because it was an early GameCube release, and at the time there wasn't a whole lot of GameCube games out. So I was like, oh, this game's gonna be like Super Mario sixty four. Like I'll be able to play it for a long time. And I think I beat it in a couple hours, like maybe like four hours. It's, it's a very short game, and I was kind of disappointed because of that. But there's a kart racer on that too. There's a Sonic kart in Sonic Adventure Battle too for uh, GameCube. So, oh, there's like no items or anything. But yeah, you can do a kart race on there, which is crazy. But uh, I, I remember I remember buying Sonic Adventure two and then renting Sonic Adventure one, and it was just kind of like mm. I just don't remember much from Sonic one. I just remember the whale. Except That's for it. Big the Cat. That's all I remember. It's a fucking giant cat dude that you could fish with. That's all I remember of that one. Well, I have a weird memory of Big the Cat. Yeah. I was playing uh, Sonic in the Secret Rings. It was one of the later levels. Yeah. I did some... I, it was a level I was, I was trying to play this part over and over again. I couldn't get past this part. I was playing it over and over again. And I remember at one point, I just did something a little bit different. And if you guys ever had a memory that was like so fast, you like weren't really sure that it happened. Oh, I sure. I swear this happened. Okay. After my... I don't know how many umpteenth time of trying to do this thing at the last level. I did something a little bit different. I went a little bit different way, and it triggered an animation, like a little cutscene in the middle of the gameplay, where it just <laughs> the camera panned over to Big the Cat <laughs> and he sitting was just on out. Yeah. a ledge, yeah, like fishing or something. And he just like turned and looked at the camera, and that was it. It went back to the game. I was like, "What was that? What happened?" 
like what did I do? It was like so weird. I could I tried to repeat that again and again yeah. to, to find this little cutscene. <laughs> and you I never saw never it again. It. Yeah, maybe it never happened. I mean, I'm sure it did. Maybe I'm it sure never happened. That's what I feel like. I'm like I, I've looked on YouTube to try and find videos of this. I, I can't find anything. But uh, maybe you yeah. had your own little creepy pasta. Maybe I did. I was gonna say you can probably find it somewhere online, right? If it exists, I mean, or maybe you should do a play of that and try to record it <laughs> in case we could find it. Maybe we're the only ones who found it. I don't know, but yeah, the, there was a yeah, there was Sonic Adventure one and two, and I think those are I think two's all right still for a three D Sonic game. Like for the most part, I think it's pretty good. The camera control is a little wonky, but it doesn't have like dual analog, right? Like the Dreamcast didn't have two analog sticks. Or did it? No, it didn't. It just had yeah. one analog. Just one. Yeah. So the camera's control is a little weird on that one. But playing it, playing it recently, it does feel a lot like a Sonic game, like but in 3D. You know, like you have the lives and you collect the rings and you lose the rings, you get them back. Mm-hmm. It's just it just had now it had the uh, incredibly annoying knuckles levels in there where you have to search for the we have to search for the fucking chaos emerald pieces and you have the. Um, the Tails levels where he's in the machine, which aren't necessarily that fun either. So it basically boiled yeah. down to the Sonic levels were the best ones that you had. Sonic and Shadow, yeah. Yeah, and Sonic and Shadow. And it was cool that there were two different versions. You could play the bad guy version, and you could play the good version. I've only played the good version so far. I mean, I played through both of them when I had the game before, but now that I've bought it again, I've only played the hero version. But I remember, yeah, really enjoying the Shadow levels and the Sonic levels, but everything else was kind of like meh. But that's kind of like when uh, Sonic Heroes came out later, they basically capitalized on that and made everything like the Sonic levels, where you could play as Tails, Knuckles, and Sonic at the same time, and you could switch and do the different different powers at any time. One thing I really liked that about was a cool game. Sonic Adventure 2 was all the grinding, the rails. I thought that was oh, yeah. a really fun addition. I, yeah, you I don't can... think I've seen that in the <laughs> Sonic recently. It's the kind of grinding you like to do. Yeah, exactly. Well, you can yeah, you can grind on the rails, and also there's like the you know there's like a lot of cool cinematic parts. It's like in that in that Escape from the City where you like run from that giant truck that says right. "Gun" right. on it. It says like "Gun" in big letters on the front, but it takes up like both of the lanes. It's like this hu- humongous semi truck chasing you, and that was cool. And there's a lot of like the 3D stuff where you just like hold the direction, and he goes through like various loop to loops and stuff like that. Like that was always kind of like, oh wow, that looks amazing, you know. But then we got into... It's almost like a quick time event. Like oh, sure. Like the whole camera angle changes and yeah. it just happens. Except you don't do anything. You just hold one direction and he just runs like yeah. that. Yeah. I think my favorite moment in that game was in the last level. It was you're in outer space and you're basically grinding the rails the whole time. Oh, sure. For the beginning portion of the level. But you can jump off at one point and you just fall and fall and fall. You can sidetrack like the whole level. And if you land just right, you can just like fall for like a mile. And then there's one spot you land on the rail and boom, you got it. Like you're not supposed to go that way, but you can jump off. Oh, you can do like some sort of shortcut. Yeah. Did uh did the original Dreamcast version did that have all the multiplayer stuff in there? Because like the GameCube one, you can there's a lot of levels that you can play like in two player where you like do like a no, race I think or that, whatever. I don't think it had any multiplayer stuff in there. I think that oh, was okay. the battle. Yeah, because that was a cool. The, that was a cool addition. Part of the game. Yeah, where you could do like the split screen, where you're like playing through, and there would be like levels that you would just go through, and whoever like got the most rings or like beat the level the quickest would win, like that type of thing. We should. I want to jump to the uh, Wii Sonics real quick and talk about that. Sure. Like I said before, there's so many Sonics to cover, so we're not necessarily going to get to do all of them. Yeah, we did, we didn't even get to the Game Boy Advance Sonics. We haven't. Did you want to talk about those for Sonic Advance? No. I mean, I have Sonic Advance 2, and it's wonderful, and it's its own game. Yeah, I'm sure so. it's great. Like, I've, I've been wanting to play those. I never played those, but I played Sonic Rush on DS, and that game was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed that one. There are a lot of Sonic games 
I mean, that's kind of the moral of this whole podcast. Yeah. How many How many Game Boy Advance ones were there? Well, there was three, right? Weren't there three, three Sonic Advances? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was going to try to pick some up. I just didn't get them because I thought about capturing those through the Game Boy Player. But then at the same time, it was like, I want to do seven, and I have like all these different Sonics to play. So I was trying to like divide it up for different, you know, be like, okay, well, let's do this and let's do this. But yeah, no, I definitely really want to play Sonic Advance because it looks very cool. Actually, my uh, on Sonic Mega Collection, there's a uh, there's basically a trailer for Sonic Advance two on there, so I watched that and I thought it looked really cool. I played Sonic Advance on an emulator. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Sonic Rush was great too. Like I said, uh, there was a few of those on DS. Do you remember? I wanted to mention this. Well, now I'm remembering it, but do you remember the Sonic RPG game that was on DS? Do you remember Sonic that game? Chronicles. Yeah, it was I some, remember it. I never yeah. played it. I, I mean, I heard it kind of sucked because uh, Sonic's a hard guy to make an RPG from. But you can't really do much aside from run, you know? So it's like, what are your magic spells that you get? Like, you can throw rings at people? You know, it's like... Uh, I right. see the rings being used for experience points. Sure. Or money. I mean, one or the other. Well, cause there's, well there's Sonic Chronicles the Dark Brotherhood. Is that it? Or is that a sequel? I that's it, yeah. I, I, thought there were I, think, like, I think there was only one. That okay, I thought maybe there's like two of them, but uh, yeah, you can get it on you can get it on DS for like nine bucks. <laughs> it was always it was something like Bioware, was it? It was, yeah. Oh wow, a Sonic game made by Bioware. Yeah, that was the Sonic Chronicles. Yeah, no, it was. There it is on the back. Yeah, Sonic. I had no idea. Sonic Chronicles the 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 Dark Brotherhood right on the back. Sega Bioware. <laughs> yeah, that's a game I kind of wanted, always wanted to play. You can get it for eight bucks, free shipping on, on eBay. Yeah, there were a lot of great. Uh, I mean, there were a lot of great. Um, Portable versions of Sonic, like once Sega got out of the console market and they started making games for Nintendo. But uh, that's what I wanted to. That's what I want to talk about real quick before before we go. Is uh, once Sonic got to Wii, like we talked to uh, talked a little bit about the Seven Rings, which I thought was a fun game. It basically used the tilt control, and you're kind of like sort of doing a racing game, but a platformer at the same time. I actually enjoyed that game. Yeah, I enjoyed it too, and I thought it was like. Um a good new direction for Sonic, and yeah. I thought, oh, this is the direction we're going. Yeah, cool. Um, it wasn't perfect, but I want to see where they take it. Yeah, but then, then they went they to like totally abandoned the idea. Yeah, but then they went to what, like the Black Knight, or was that Werehog? Like, when did Werehog come Next in? Next was Black Knight. The last <laughs> one was the Werehog. Yeah, well, because there was, yeah, there was Seven Rings, and then there was the Black Knight. I didn't play the Black Knight. I didn't play the Werehog one either. But once, yeah, once I heard about that idea, I was like, that's stupid yeah sonic the werehog uh yeah i'm not into that or maybe i did a demo of it or something but it was just so dumb it's like oh yeah now i'm a giant monster that doesn't run quick at all let's take that out of the game yeah boy they were really fishing yeah and then there was sonic 4 like that i remember that was available for download on wii and ps3 and xbox 360 i never played that well that one came out as well yeah, it came out in, like, uh, episodic content. Like, there were different versions. Apparently, that one kind of sucked. There's Sonic Generations. That one sucked. There was a Sonic the Hedgehog that was just called Sonic the Hedgehog for PS3 and 360. That was another 3D one that was really bad. He kind of, like, really lost his way in the 3D world. I think Sonic did. Let's not forget Shadow the Hedgehog, where he gets a gun. Oh, yeah, there was a whole game called Shadow. Yeah. I think that game was on GameCube, actually. It was on GameCube, yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I never got it, but I heard it wasn't good. I'm sure you can get it for cheap now on uh, <laughs> on eBay. Man, I forgot, like, yeah, how many Sonic GameCube games are. There's a lot of them. I mean, geez. There's just a lot of Sonic games. Yeah, it's hard to really cover all of them. I wanted to basically just talk about some of the some of the 3D ones and some of the some of the 2D ones, of course. But it should, I mean, I mean, there's Sonic games on your mobile phone you can play. That's true. You can even play Sonic CD for free. I mean, I don't know why you would, but you can. You if can you play. Want to it. Try to play with touch controls. 
Yeah, it's not a good way to play it. Yeah, Shadow the Hedgehog on GameCube, ten dollars. Yeah, I completely forgot about that game. I read I read an article. I remember reading an article like right out of high school where Sega was saying that they they gave their characters guns because they had to like they had to like adapt to like the new video game world. And they were speaking of it as like like they had some sort of advantage over Mario because Mario never had a gun. And I remember reading that and being like, oh yeah, they sound so intelligent. And like now looking at it, I'm like that no. That's the dumbest idea ever to give your characters guns, and like that was how you tried to make. Try I mean, to keep Mario kind of had a gun; he just shot the bullet out of his palm instead of a gun. Oh, he's sure. got one now in the Rabbids game. <laughs> yeah, now he, now he has a hand cannon. I'm sure. Also Mario in uh, Mario Party Two. I'm sure you got that game reserved, right, <laughs> for uh, your Switch Mario sure, Plus yeah. Rabbids. Now you can uh, be part of the uh, continuing uh, conversation about physical versus digital <laughs> i mean digital all the way if your card works i don't know i think i'm going with uh physical still really you I, actually... I like i like collecting things i like having the yeah. actual game but then you have to carry around like 10 cartridges with you and you have to switch them out like I, it just doesn't seem like the right way for me to do it I like, my ideal would be as if i like having buy like, the game in the yeah. store have the physical copy but then you could also get a download copy yeah, well, you know, some systems you can uh, you can just like buy a physical copy and it just comes with the code that you put on there. That'd be fine for me. I like collecting things. Sure. So I'll do that as long as it's an option. I'm right there with you. I I bought um, the past few games that I bought for the Switch have been on physical, mm-hmm. but like Splatoon, for instance, I was like, no, Splatoon. I want to be able to like play that at any point. Also, I've learned with the Switch that um, I don't know. Part of the Switch's appeal is like rapidly switching between games, and you can't do that with cartridges. You have to actually like get up off of the seat, walk up to the console, yeah, and switch out the the game card. And I learned with like Zelda and Mario Kart, for instance, I have those both on physical carts, so I can't just switch between the two of them. I have to actually change the game out and as like silly as that sounds it still like feels like kind of a bummer yeah it feels like a bummer when i'm like i'd rather just play a little zelda than going back to mario kart and i'm frustrated with that i'll go back to zelda and it would be really nice if it was a seamless transition between the two but it's not it's not because i have the physical cartridges but i have the physical cartridges so in the event i wanted to sell one at some point in time i can you can't sell your digital copies that's true but uh, like I was saying, I think in the nature of it being handheld, it's nice to be able to have like uh, have a handheld system that has like twenty games on it, and you just don't have to worry about bringing cartridges. That's how I feel. Like I like my 3ds. That's how I, I'm like. I just try to download everything. So I'm like, oh, I got just one system, and then I have like thirty games on here. I don't have to worry about bringing the little cartridges and all that. I can just bring the system. So that's why I do that. But uh, yeah, so there was the Werehog one, and then there was the Sonic Colors one, and supposedly that one was okay for the Wii, but then they got into, like, Generations and all that shit. Is there anything, I mean... Sonic Boom, Rise of Lyric. <laughs> yeah, that was Wii U, right? Sonic Boom. Yeah, yeah I forgot uh, about fucking oh, Sonic yeah. Boom. Yeah, you can... Uh, so I, I played uh, Sonic Boom uh, when first when I went to E3, and I actually went... I remember I went to the booth, and they had it all, like, decorated up like it was an adventure, you know, Indiana Jones kind of thing and whatever, and from the moment that I walked into the booth, I thought, I know this is wrong. Like, this is the wrong approach. This is terrible. Yeah. Sonic is not about adventure and exploring. It's about blazing past the environments as fast as you can. Yeah. Not trying to explore them. And uh, We have to explore them at a fast rate, right? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, they, they flagged me down. They said, oh, come try uh, Sonic Boom. We'll give you a free, you know, Sonic uh, tote bag or whatever. So, okay, cool. 
when I played it for about three minutes, and that was good enough for me. I grabbed my tote bag and I left. Yeah, like, uh, thanks. I'm out of here. Yeah, yep. You're like, I'm totes out of here. <laughs> totes out of here. Totes with my totes. That's what, I, that's what I said. What was the? Uh, do you remember what was the other game that was on Wii U? That was a uh, was it the Lost World? What was the one that was like? Uh, that was like I think so. Mario Galaxy sort of. Do you remember that? And you can get you could buy like yeah. a DLC Zelda level. You remember that game, right, Jeremy? No, I don't. You don't remember the Sonic game that was on Wii U where you could get a there was a DLC. I think maybe it was a free DLC where you could get like Zelda levels and oh, you had a sword. Yeah, yeah, that one. I do remember it by name. Because that was pre, I think that was pre uh, Sonic Boom. But a lot of people liked that game, like aside from the the reviews being bad. Like a lot of people were like totally championing that. And there was a 3DS version also, which I think I played the demo of the 3DS version. And uh, yeah, that game was okay, I guess. I always wanted to play the Wii U one. I wonder how cheap it is. Maybe I can track it down. But there was a DLC mode that you got where Sonic had a sword, like had the Master Sword, which is weird. You know, I mean, it's going back to the Sonic and the Black Knight stuff, I guess. But, yeah, that was another one that was, like, sort of kind of be, supposed to kind of be like Sonic, uh, like Mario Galaxy. So, what do you think about Sonic Command? Isn't that the new one that's coming out? Sonic Forces. Sonic Forces, yeah. Oh, yeah, where you can make... a PS4 game or something? It's a a Switch game also. But it's the one where you can, like, create your own Sonic character, (laughs) where you can, like, make your own dude. Like, you remember that? Like, the yeah, they showed that, and that was pretty weird. I do not remember this game. I'm looking at it right now, but I don't remember seeing anything about it. I think we talked about that, like how you could make your own avatar for that, which seems like so bizarre. You can make yourself look like Knuckles or something, sort of. Yeah, it's so strange. I mean, I feel like the Sonic 3D is still kind of lost in its own way. Can't really find its way. But Sonic Mania, I'm super excited for that. I think that one looks cool. So, I mean, what do you think the future of Sonic should be from here? I mean, what can he... All VR. Yeah, all VR. Wow, that that could make you sick, or, or you just won't see any of it. I mean, it'll just it, be like a spinny, spinny. Well, you could take it like which like let's take it both ways. Let's say uh, the future of Sonic and the 2D version. Aside from Sonic Mania, Sonic Mania is coming out. They're rehashing a lot of the old stuff, adding some new stuff. But what's like a new 2D thing that you would do for Sonic? Like, what would you? What do you think the future is in that area for 2D Sonic? Maybe is, something like. Uh, You've seen in the uh, a lot of like 2D puzzle games where it's like a time. Tra- I know there was a time travel mechanic in Sonic CD, but what if there was like a, a second Sonic doing stuff and you could rewind while one like hit a, a switch and the other one ran through a door or something? You know what I mean? Like, what if they like incorporated those elements into a Sonic 2D game? Yeah, where you're Some manipulating time. Yeah, in a puzzly 2D kind of way. Oh sure. I mean, Sonic's fast enough; he can break the time barrier, right? They should. Yeah. What they what they should do is they should go like full on Flash with it, and you have like a you have like Sonic Flashpoint, where like you go to a world where Sonic's parents are still alive or something, and everybody else is different, and like now now Knuckles is black instead of red or something like that. You know, do some alternate timeline shit. <laughs> now he's called Fingertips. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Knuckles, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right or like wrists or something like that yeah they they, they could do some sort of crazy He's like just phalanges yeah i was thinking phalanges <laughs> too yeah they could do some sort of crazy time travel speed barrier speed force flash thing with this with sonic that's what i'd like to see i'd like to see like a sonic and the speedsters game where it's like sonic versus quicksilver and the flash and we can just get in all the comic book fast people and they'll just all be just all be running together That'd be crazy. It's just what a game they... where they're all hanging out doing speed. <laughs> yeah. 
What if there's like a, a Sonic, like, you know, a sim, but it's also a racer. So you're like making friends with all your like opponents while you're hanging out in the town. And like maybe you do like like you run around in 2D and do some like ring collection or something. But then you actually do racing. You do like 3D Sonic racing. Yeah. And that's where like the media of the game is and like where your relationships matter that you, you fostered in the city. <laughs> I, w- I, w- <laughs> I was just thinking in the city. I was yeah, just thinking like the city. I want I want a game I want a 3D Sonic called Sonic the City and I just you know <laughs> I just like walk <laughs> I just walk around and I have to survive you know and you got to keep the dream alive. It's a great it's a great game. Yeah. You walk around the city and you follow Rainbow, you know. Yeah, and you live in the city and you know you got to survive. You got to keep the dream alive. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I, I think about that all the time because I live in the city, so I know <laughs> that you have to keep the dream alive. I mean, I get it, man. I understood. I understood it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I would love to see. It'd be great if they just made a game just based on the lyrics from Sonic songs. Let's just do a whole game where you just follow rainbows. I mean, what's wrong with that? Like, like holding seven rings in hand the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, Sonic only has like only has like. Uh, well, I guess he does have five fingers. I thought he only had like four, but I mean, there's definitely he can't wear one on each finger for sure with, <laughs> with his seven rings. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I would like to see something. I guess a little bit more like Sonic rings in hand or in a, in Sonic and the Seven Rings. But I'd like know. to see that approach again. I'd like yeah. to see them do a 3D one where they treat it more as a racing game. Oh, sure, yeah. Where it's just like a fast thing that you just gotta... I don't know, they, they should have warning signs, too. Like, I know you go fast, and all of a sudden you hit something and you lose all your rings. They should, like, right. let you well, know that, that you're about to hit something. You know, instead of, like, this running into those dudes that bust through walls, <laughs> you know, and just hit you all of a sudden. Of Sonic right. 2. But, yeah, I'm super excited, super excited about Sonic Mania, and I'm sure we'll... I'll be getting it for sure, and John will be getting it, so we'll be talking about it in I'll the future. I'll be getting it, too. Like, we played yeah. it at the event, and... I loved it. I've been it's one of the Switch games I've been looking forward to the most. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. So we'll definitely talk about it next week. And we're getting a little long in the tooth on this episode, so I think I gotta I think I gotta cut it off before I go crazy editing it tomorrow. But uh is there anything else you guys want to say about Sonic before we sign off here? Sonic is great. <laughs> he's so bad. I mean he's so fast. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Sonic is so bad. No, I think Sonic is uh it's really kind of awesome how Sonic went from being like the enemy, the enemy of Mario, so to speak, like you were saying earlier, you had to pick Nintendo or Sega. Yeah, and like now we're like, no, Sonic's just one of the cartoony characters on Nintendo consoles. Yeah, sure, he's on other consoles too, but he totally makes sense on Nintendo consoles, and I love that. So I'm glad to to embrace Sonic now, and you know, in the 2000s, Sonic's Sonic's my friend. You know, here's now what that, I yeah, here's that, what I would like from Sonic. My so, last word on, on Sonic. What I would like to see, the future of the Sonic franchise, I'd like to see Sega hand the keys over to Nintendo for one game. To have them to do see what Sonic. they can do with it. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Well, I mean, they have a Sonic, I was going to say, they got Sonic and Mario at the Olympics. I mean, you got that. They're finally together oh, I in some about way. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my my desire has already been fulfilled. There <laughs> yeah, we go. Yeah. No, I do like. I mean, I really like that Sonic was in uh, Smash Brothers on the Wii. I thought that was really cool. And that was, was pretty great. I mean, I really enjoyed him being in there as a playable character. I thought because I, I wish that that would have been the debut of Sonic and Mario together, not the stupid Olympic game. Yeah, like that could have come out afterward, but that should have been that would have been a, a proper debut. Yeah, it's really weird that that's like Sonic versus yeah. Mario. That's the way they come together. I mean, well, it's, yeah, it's the Smash Brothers of the of the Olympic game. But yeah, I mean, the the age of mascots is kind of like it's kind of died to a bit, you know, to a point. What are you talking about? Crash is back. Well, no, I guess it died and then it came back. A sort Crash of. Bandicoot is back. 
but and can, open world or yeah, hub worlds are coming back. And but all Crash Bandicoot stuff. sucks. Those games are not good, except for the the cart game was the only good one. But yeah, those games suck. Like, I mean, I don't know who who really like has nostalgia for those. But all you do is enough, run enough people that it got re released. You just run forward. That's all you do. You run forward or backwards. It's not a good game. But yeah, I guess uh, the mascot is sort of coming around. So maybe Sonic will have time to shine again. I mean, I mean, Sonic's had a game pretty much once a year at least. Since nineteen ninety, yeah. so somehow we they can have expect yeah. more Sonic games for sure. Yeah, somehow they have enough money to still keep churning out Sonic games that don't sell well. So I mean, that's Sega's <laughs> yeah. mascot. Yeah, they just keep doing it, and I and I, you know, unfortunately that they got out of the systems fight and all that, but it is nice that they were able to join up with Nintendo, and now Sonic is pretty much a Nintendo property. So, and I like that. Pretty much every Sonic game will be released for Nintendo because if you play Nintendo, you like mascots, you know, and you remember the whole battle between Sonic and Mario. Now you can have both. So that's a great thing. It's a great thing to have right there. So way to go, Sonic. Hopefully we get more Switch games and hopefully we get Sonic Adventure 2 on GameCube on Switch. Sonic, you're that annoying friend of Mario's that we just can't get rid of. Yeah. Stick around. <laughs> but we love having him around. And his uh, J-popness is great. <laughs> and he's always got like the cool hairstyles. You know, he doesn't have to hide his hair with a hat. <laughs> it's true. Or his ears. Anyway, that's been our incredibly long uh, episode 82. But there's a lot of Sonic in there. Lots of fun, you know. It's uh, not a fast episode, but, you know, we, just, we want to slow down with Sonic to go through all this stuff. But uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. And I'm Jeremy, born in 82, Mikowski. <laughs> and our guest? John Nitter. Here again. Um, you know, you can check us out at com. You can download us on iTunes or any other podcast app that you have. You know, leave us a review and all that if you can so other people can find it and you can find our youtube shenanigans on youtube slash nintendo main podcast so check out that anyway thanks for listening we'll see you next week see ya bye No, you